Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest sitting on our couch. Drove in from, how far did you drive in from? Uh, Pickering. That's not, it's not, not that far. far. He's our I, neighbor. Why did I think that you were like, uh, you were west? Why did I think you were west? I am, were from, you west Kitch- I am from Kitchener. Ah, okay, right, okay, 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 yes. okay. So you live in Kitchener and work in Kitchener or you live in Pickering and work in Pickering? I, 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 I'm back and forth, Kitchener and Pickering. How does that? Yeah. We're going to get into I, that. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how does that work? He's got an interesting life. <laughs> how, how do you how do you live in two? Do you have two lives? Do you have two wives? Oh, oh we're not going down unbelievable. that path. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Well, hey, everyone. It's Amanda. It's a Monday night, and we've got Jeffrey sitting on our couch. Maybe I should have used an alias because there's a possibility of two wives, but we're not going to go down that route. No, just two girlfriends. Oh. <laughs> Yo, you, where's alcohol? I'm guys? just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. There's four. Oh. <laughs> I... I, I I will say that one time I approached Jeffrey and we, I reminded him about this when he was in class. He took a course here not that long ago and him and I bumped into each other at I think an RMTAO dinner. And I was like, Hey, Jeffrey, because he had been here taking courses before. So I recognized him and he didn't immediately recognize me. And I was like, you're Jeffrey, right? And he's like, who's asking? I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's obviously got some secrets and maybe we'll get him to spill no, some. That's not so, I don't, okay. I don't know. Hey, who's um, asking? Who's asking? He's got to make sure. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that, anyway, that's such a real thing, though. Eh? Sometimes, oh yeah, he looked scared. Like, what do you mean? Who are you? Because <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Yep. In all fairness, yeah, we. I mean, we were all drinking. It was dark. Like, you know, you're but just not like, even Who is that. This girl? Just not even that. It could be dangerous. It also, also could be just law. Just the law. Just the policeman. Mm-hmm. It happens. It does. Yeah, I look like a cop for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's 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 get into it. Let's get into it. So before we talk about anything controversial or not, um, can you for everyone listening introduce yourself? How long you've been practicing as a massage therapist, what kind of practice you have, maybe how you got into this, because I know your background is similar to mine and Mark's where you did personal training first. So a little background about you. All right. So a little bit about me. So I've been in RMT now. Uh, November will be four years. So I'm still new. Uh, still have a lot to learn. Wow. Four years, uh, yeah, four years. That feels four years. only four years. That feels like a really short time ago mm-hmm. that uh, we went to that dinner thing, and that was yes. when you were first in RMT, right? Yes, I yep. just became an RMT, so yeah. Oh wow, yeah, it's been four years. It's been four years. Wow, actually, no, not it hasn't been that long. It because. It's been about, it was just before COVID. So I think it was 2019. It was that it year. It was 2019 that yeah. we ran into him. So yeah. So it is the therapy. third yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. Still. Mm-hmm. So my, yeah. Um, the reason why I remember because um, I was there with Brittany. Right. Yeah. You remember Brittany? Yeah. Her, yeah. her and I dated for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, we'll get, we'll get back to that. So about yeah, yeah. me. Um, yeah. So RMT four years. I've been a personal, tra- before that, I've been a personal trainer for 10 years. And just like before that, I used to be electronics engineer and technologist, right. uh, computer tech. Um, I've had a lot of different jobs growing up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- the reason why is like, I like to, I get bored very easily. And if I'm not stimulated mentally, I'm like, okay, I need to do something else. I got to do something else. So, okay. What mm-hmm. what made you go from all the screens mm-hmm. to personal training? Okay. Other than you probably just love the gym and love athletics. And that's just a stereotypical thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for a brother, yeah. We just like be active and play like, ball. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the stereotypes yeah, are true. Exactly. He's probably um, fast as fuck, man. Yeah, I got some speed. I got some speed. <laughs> probably got mad vertical. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. So let's let's go back to the age of five. Okay. Um, when I was five years old, I got into an accident. I lost my right eye in an accident. So I have a prosthetic. Whoa. Okay. What kind of accident are we talking about? Um... Uh, 
short, short and sweet, a chandelier fell in my eye. Remember um, back in the day, Ontario housing, you know, those square chandeliers yeah. that covers the light fixtures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was literally skipping in my bedroom. Mm. And um, it was, I remember my great grandma, oh, I love her. She used to always come in and, hey, boy, stop skipping out of house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Old Jamaican. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, she'll whoop your ass type of thing. Of course. And, you know, five years old, didn't listen, you know, but so I kept skipping and. My scrimmer got caught on the chandelier, and oh. I, I tried to take it off, right? But if, eventually, I start, mm. I pulled it down. Yeah, yeah. And then ran right into my eye. Ooh. Done. Which How eye? Which eye is that? fucking scary for your family. Like, you're fine. I mean, obviously, for you, that's terrifying and probably painful. But I can't imagine being the family member to find this five-year-old kid with, like, a chandelier in his face. Well, let, let's go a little deeper. Um, I remember like it was yesterday because um, what I know now... Like, I remember it hit me in the eye, and I'm like, where's all this blood coming from? Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I feel a little cold. I feel tired. Let me just lie down and go to sleep. I was going to cardiac arrest because I was losing <gasps> blood. So what had happened God. was my grandma came into the room. Yeah. She fainted. She passed out. I would have passed out. Because she saw all the blood everywhere. Out. She just fainted. But my sister, four years old at the time, glad bless her heart, yeah. very smart kid, went to the neighbors, got the neighbors. They came. They called the cops and the ambulance. I actually almost died. Oh, my God. Right? So they made, I made it to the hospital in time, and then they were able to save my eye. But save my life, but not my eye. Right. Right? So that's which my, my, which right eye eye, my right eye. My right eye. So fast forward to the age of 23. Growing up, I was always prone to getting hit in the eyes. It was just a thing. Yeah. And uh, age 23... Got into another accident. I got actually got jumped at a bar, and the guys broke a bear ball into my good eye. And yeah, cut up my cornea. Three Stop. three different doctors says that's it. Lights out. You'll never see again. And you know what? I, I looked at I I didn't look at them, but I told those doctors, hey, I'm gonna see you again one way or the other. So going into 2005, multiple surgeries. I was blind for about eight to ten months of my life, from what I can remember. Like completely, completely blind. blind. Done. Eight Done. To ten months. Yeah. Okay. Slow, slow, slow down. All right. Because. I've always wondered and I've never known anyone to ask. And even if I've known someone to ask, I probably wouldn't have had the balls to do it, but mm-hmm. I figured you're cool and yep. we'll do it here. You, you've you had vision and then you went to no vision. I understand maybe, you know, you've never had vision. You don't have the sense. You don't know what's going on and it's just your life and you can't see and blah, 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 blah. But to go from having the sense of vision to not having the sense of vision, mm-hmm. to me, that seems like it would be way harder just to get used to and, and just to get used to and deal mm-hmm. with. You know what? You're right. But I mentally have always prepped myself for it because it was my worst fear. All right. So growing up as a kid, I've always been prone to get hit in the eye. So I'm like, one day I'm going to end up blind. What actually happened when I actually got my eyesight back, that's when I went into depression. Like something happened in my brain, like, okay, something kicked in and I like post-traumatic, all that stuff. See, there's, there's so many things that I would have never thought here. Mm-hmm. Just when he said that, imagine growing up from five years old that you are so cautious in everything you do mm-hmm. because you know what it's like to have an eye injury. You only have sight out of one eye and then you're super protective yes. of the one because then it's like, I can lose this and then I can't see nothing. Yeah. Imagine, I, I don't mean this in a, but I can't imagine feeling like a very free child able to go out and have fun and play and do this and do that without the fear of like, it's very real that I can probably be blind if I'm just not careful. Yeah. Versus as you know, our child, like she wouldn't think twice about it she wouldn't even she think needs, about it. she needs to think twice. well i'm just just but she's a normal kid <laughs> no, that way exactly. and that she hasn't had that type of injury see but no. that's fucking crazy we have we have and i wish i like, could remember I would, now i would never want to play baseball as a kid i would never want to i would that i would never want to i would yeah. never want to play tennis i would never want to play anything where 
someone's going to throw a ball near me or get hit by it's a ball. Funny I would that. never want to do anything where mm-hmm. there's potential a head injury. I wouldn't want to ride a bike. I wouldn't want to try skiing. I wouldn't want to do so many things in fear because I'm a scared little fucker. Mm-hmm. This is my sister. Anyway, go ahead, Jeffrey. When you mentioned baseball, growing up as a kid, no one me, no one wanted me on their baseball team like to play pickup baseball because I couldn't catch a pop well, yeah, fly if you, my you, life depended <laughs> on it. Yeah. Because I'm thinking the ball's going to end up here and yeah. ends up behind me. Yeah, we can't you put need, you in you center field. Need, well, you need depth perception with two eyes. Exactly. Like, yeah. I can't see 3D. Yeah. My whole right. life, yeah, you need two eyes to see 3D. I'm like, okay, why is everybody jumping? Like, I'm watching, I have these glasses on. I'm like, why is everybody jumping? <laughs> I don't even <laughs> laugh. Yeah, so no, it's true, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, we did talk about this in another episode, and now I can't remember. But about like what happens to your brain when you have some kind of trauma or traumatic, like then you are this extra cautious person because somewhere mm-hmm. in the back of, especially at five years old, I, mm-hmm. I can imagine like these are formative years, and in the back of your head now you're always thinking, like shit, how easy it is to go from completely perfect vision to i have one not even not even just that it's not even it's not even him thinking that it's anyone that has authority over you whether it's a teacher at that time or a babysitter or aunt or grandma oh i'm sure great grandma was then very very it's it's anybody that would have (laughs) physical responsibility of him would be like i gotta fucking be extra careful here because i don't want to be the one when you have the accident Mm -hmm. and you know, Let you me parallel this for you because yeah, you know it, you know it. my sister very well. So I'll give yes, you a I brief do. background. Yes, my sister has um, a lot of brain trauma. She was actually oh. born with a brain tumor, oh, and no. the location of the tumor made it pretty much inoperable. Yeah. But she's had nine brain surgeries, so like her head's been cut open oh, multiple no. times. So and she's had like a lot of other things. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's resulted in like she has no peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. She has a seizure disorder now, like all of these things because of all this brain trauma. Yeah. And so growing up, because I mean, she started having surgeries when she was as young as I'm probably wrong, but I want to say about 12 was mm-hmm. when the first one was. Yeah. So growing up, she was always told by doctors like, you need to be extra cautious. You mm-hmm. cannot get hit in the head. Contact sports are a no for you. Mm-hmm. And then it became, so, you know, it started out like normal 12 year old. Okay. I can't play soccer. I can't play volleyball. I can't play basketball to eventually I can't be active. I can't do anything where I might trip and fall and whatever. And then my father, I mean, he he was only trying to protect her, of Mm -hmm. course, but Mm -hmm. he treated her like a porcelain doll. (sighs) And so Mm -hmm. she is now a 36 year old woman Mm -hmm. that literally fears everything. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you even like were to throw a pillow at her, like, hey, catch this, you watch her flinch. Like, oh, no. she's so terrified. Yeah. She will not do any, mm-hmm. I mean, you know this, literally nothing. Oh. Like, she's so afraid of getting hurt mm-hmm. because she was always told you can't, can't get hit in your head. And my mom did the total opposite. She didn't treat me like I had a disability, which I loved, mm. right? So, um, yeah, so that's 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 me in a nutshell take me, there. Yeah. Take me to the bar. Uh, what yeah. the hell happens at a bar? I've been to I've been to bars. I've been I've been in physical altercations at bars. Mm-hmm. I've never had someone smash a beer bottle on me. Uh, I was a little yeah. afraid for you when we first started dating. That's you got different. a mouth on you. <laughs> 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 um, it, it wasn't smashed on me. They th- they threw the they threw the beer bottle, but yeah. it, it missed my head. Yeah. But the um, during the, first thing I know, fight with two guys, fighting them. I was doing pretty good actually, yeah. and um, training train a lot of martial arts. That's why. So, uh, and then uh, during the altercation, my glasses actually got knocked off. I like these are not prescriptions; these are for pr- protection, right? Like you said, like uh, protection, right? So, 
it got knocked off. So then they threw the beer bottle. Boom! Hit the hit the wall. The shards of glass oh. went into my eye. Oh. Holy and shit! And then that was game over. Yeah. Okay. Right. This is this is gonna sound like a really strange question, but when that happened, because you had been prepping yourself, which still boggles my mind that mm-hmm. like you went through life preparing yourself for an eye injury. Mm-hmm. Was this a moment of like, I fucking knew this was going to happen? Was it a familiar feeling? Like, what was, what went through your head in the moment of like, not my other eye? Like, it's because I was still in the moment of fight or flight, right? Because yeah. even though I, 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 the, I even, I even told the bouncer, hey, I'm blind. Don't throw me out of this bar. He still threw me out. Plus, he threw the other guys out. So I was in thinking because I, they even jumped me outside the bar. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even though I was blind, I was just swinging. I couldn't hit anything. Right. So I wasn't, but until everything calmed down, to tell you the to tell you the honest truth, I was not scared or worried. Mm. I I I have faith. I'm a, I'm a believer, and I'm not gonna. I'm like I kid you not. Even that night in the hospital, everything just woke up in my brain. So, for instance, everybody who walks has a certain rhythm to their step. Mm. So even that night in the hospital, when family were coming to visit me, I'm like, oh hi, auntie. She's like how do you know it's me mm. right like for some reason my brain just even um at the time my kid's mother um she when we were dating like she came down to, from scarborough to kitchener and this is like after you know surgeries i'm blind and everything she doesn't know kitchener at all but we hop in the car i'm like okay yeah turn left here go three lights here make a right here turn left and i had like a, a map of kitchen in my head right i would mm. count stairs i my, my my hearing is through the roof mm. like my sense of hearing my sense of smell this brings me back to massage therapy. When I'm massaging my clients, about 80, 85% of the time, my eyes are closed because it heightens my sense of touch, right? Right. So I could feel everything. So like I was I was scared, but I wasn't worried. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be blind. My other senses are just heightened. I was going to figure this out. So yeah. But here's, here's, the, here's the thing. The Lord was prepping me for my little princess, okay? Because she was born without her left arm. Okay. She's a below the elbow, just right below the elbow. She wasn't born. And my kid you not, she's a competitive dancer. She's been dancing since she was two. She's 15. She's a she's an amazing track star too as well. She's an actor. I made sure I put into her like, hey, you even though you have quote unquote a disability, you're still able to do things. If you can't do something, ask. Mm. All right. There's in her vocab, there's no I can't, I can't. Right. So yeah, that's been been prepped for her and yeah. Well, let me go back. I'm going to come back. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. This, this 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 twisted away. I wasn't expecting. All right, <clears throat> let me go back to it though. You're 23 and you get your sight back? No, I got my eyes it happened when I was 23, so about 20, yeah, going in 24 I got my eyesight back. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And you said that is a time when you went into kind of depression mode. Yeah, like I'm I'm a mama's boy and I was just okay. rude, mean to my mother, mean to my girlfriend, like I was just an evil. Like I was just going through so much. It was it was just weird. I couldn't couldn't figure it out, and I saw a psych uh, psychiat- um, psychiatrist, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's like, "Yeah, here you need to go on this drug, this drug, that drug." And I said, "You know what? I'm not taking any of your drugs. I'm gonna figure this out on my own." And I went back to meditation and things like that, and worked on myself. Do you think you were you were mean and everything else that that, that you'll describe it because you were so fucking positive the whole? time before like you seemed like and now like you're telling it like you're really positive during the whole time and i and i almost feel like that just 
bottled up that just pushes down the the aggression and the sad and the mad and then when when you you're finally kind of able to you know for lack of a better way of saying it to bring yourself back mm -hmm. then it's like ooh, that took the fucking cap off that 100 percent, yeah. yeah and like it just got bottled emotions i was scared i'm like oh my god i was almost blind for the rest of my life what the hell just happened right like i never thought this would happen and it happened does this does this make you more reckless because you're like fuck look what i went through and i fucking survived that i'm untouchable mm -hmm. or does this make you overly cautious um i'm caught i'm not reckless but i'm cautious i'm still monitored by six different doctors to this day right because i'm still high risk of going blind because i have a, a permanent scar over my cornea and i need new cornea but they won't do it uh, cornea transplant because my bodies might reject it. If it's rejected, that's it. Lights out. Yeah. So I got a bag of medications. Every three months, I see all these different doctors to make sure my pressure's down, the retina's still attached, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'm just cautious. I just, I don't do anything stupid. I'm just cautious, but I'm not scared. How much vision do you have? Oh, like God. in that eye where your vision came back, is it 100% back? No. So right now I have a specially um, made contact lens that go over my cornea. If I don't have that in, then I can't see. I can't drive, can't, can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just barely, there's a certain line you have to be able to see to be able to drive. Right. I can see one line better. Gotcha. Right. So I'm, I'm okay. Right, so if it gets worse, then obviously get, they pull right, my license right. and all that stuff. Yeah. The reason we got into this story, by the way, about the vision loss yeah. was your original question. You're right. This went down a path we didn't expect it to. I, I still have your, one more question. About your that, original yeah. question was, "How do you go from working in tech to being a personal trainer?" <laughs> and then we went back to when he was five. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but go. Okay, what's your last question? Yeah, yeah. Because you said your 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 other senses like went through the roof. Mm -hmm. When when you had the ability to see out of the eye, did the senses kind of calm back down, or did they stay up at that? They're, they're still they're still heightened. They're uh, still super heightened, especially my hearing. Like I like hear same so same level as before, right? Eh? Yeah, yeah. I remember like that's insane. Yeah, it's just, it's it's crazy. I've always I've always been really interested in that. I mean, I we do know somebody who was born with vision. Uh, Mark, he was on our podcast. He's one right, of our right, business right. coaches. Yep. He's a massage therapist in Vancouver. Okay, and at nine years old, he was diagnosed with some rare condition. So mm. he basically started losing his sight mm. at nine and he's got 1% of his vision left. So oh. he went from full vision to now he really has nothing left. Mm. Oh no. And uh, he was very similar in his attitude to you where it's like, well, there's I can still do everything. Mm -hmm. I still have all of my other senses. Exactly. So yeah. I'm just going to do what I can do with the what vision have, that I have, yeah. and and I keep saying this, man. I'm like a I'm like a little baby when it comes to any of this stuff. Like mm. I would probably still be rolled up on the fetal position, hating life <laughs> right now. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, there's, I, there's some people like that. Yeah, I'm I'm one of them. So when we hear stories of you and Mark and uh, Fatima, oh yeah, Fatima, who who who, who lost her she eye lost as well, eye. right? Oh, okay. I'm like I hear all of these stories of Roxanne who oh she got into the worst, she got into a really bad, she got into a really oh, freaking no. car, a bad car wreck, like. I, I have to show you the pictures of her fucking vehicle. Damn. It, it's insane. And she mm. like. Or my friend Brooke. Mm. Yeah. He also has a like, traumatic brain injury from going mm. through a windshield. I would of a be car. just. Oh, I no. would be the motherfucking depressed, but here's angry, what happens, hating life person. When I'm stressed and I'm, and I'm depressed or something, if I, you know, low energy, it starts to affect my vision. 
literally it starts to affect my vision so i'm like okay i need to change my attitude change my vibration and raise it up because if i get down okay yeah did you figure that shit out because did someone tell you about all this like hey man you can you can really work on yourself to 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 make you see the world differently to make you think differently to make you act to change the way you change the way you operate is that something that someone like pushed onto you or you or did you come up with like i gotta figure this thing out and you went down this path um because people like you, like, yeah. I don't know how you get here. Yeah, I have so, no idea. So how I got here, like, my, I, I, I contributed to my martial arts training, okay. right? Because they taught, um, especially in Kung Fu, they, they teach you how to control your mind, right? Through um, deep meditation, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I yeah. went back to that. But, you know, fast forward um, a couple years after the, um, the, the accident, I got into a business, a network marketing business where I, you know, I met people you know, multi-millionaires and world-renowned, you know, speakers, things like that. Um, like, I don't know if you guys know a man named Bob Proctor. Mm. Um, it's the secret law of attraction, mm-hmm. world-renowned. I masterminded with him and he taught me a lot ab- about the mind, vibrations, energy, blah, blah, blah. So that's how I went down that path. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, a little bit away after my, my accident, right. I got into that. With the martial arts training and, mm-hmm. and how, do you have to consciously say to yourself, God damn, I think I need to go back to that spot? Or is it just like kind of, you know, you just, you just, you know, when I'm, uh, when I have an idea about mm-hmm. something, I get fascinated with my own mind. Yeah, it sounds cool. really, it sounds really strange. I don't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I would love to know how and what parts of my brain, brain light yeah. up to see how this thing I'm the goes. the same way, yes. If I, like, cause when I come up with like, when I'm doing something and, I'm, mm-hmm. and I suddenly come up with a solution, it's not like I, I, I talked my way through that solution. It's mm-hmm. like, boom, I appeared at the solution. And I want to know like, how did that happen up here? How, did it ha- how it actually happens is we gather our consciousness from the ether. All right. It's, it's just uh, uh, so many people who have died before us their consciousness is still out there and we could tap into that, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to work out this hard problem and then all of a sudden it just comes to you out of the blue, Albert Einstein says this. He, he sits down, he just sits there and waits for the answers to come to him because he taps into the ether and we do it so um, un- unconsciously, but we don't realize we're doing it. Huh. So that's how it happens. Well, then you answer my question. There you go. I'm also, I'm also fascinated too when I hear other people say that they think about that because sometimes I do that with my, like... There's certain ways that I think and I always wonder like, do other people see things this way? Do other people mm-hmm. think this way? Like, am I the only, like, I'm obviously not the only one, one yeah. having these certain thoughts mm-hmm. and like, you know, like the connections that I make sometimes. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. somebody, would somebody else have seen that? And so I'm glad to know I'm not the only You're one not, like me, yeah. in my mind, like, good for me. I'm like good. mentally patting myself good, on the back. Good. Look where I got here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a good thing. <laughs> Look what I figured out. <laughs> so how, how'd you, how'd you go from tech to to personal training so yeah so um yeah oh uh, yeah my eyesight got worse so i had to you know get out of it so i'm like i love technology but i'm like I, to, to see resistors and capacitors it was just so frustrating right yeah so um i started you know researching okay what else can i do that's not you know strenuous on my eyes right i'm like okay i'm in great shape i love to work out let me try this personal th- training shit so mm-hmm. took the course. Um, so I, uh, took the course, passed. So I became a personal trainer, yeah. and you know, through the years, I love transforming people's bodies. It was so much fun. But then once again, I got stagnant. Right? I'm like, okay, you know, I want to learn more about the human body, and I have kids growing up. I'm like, I want to learn how to keep them healthy too. So mm-hmm. I was looking at chiropractic, physio. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go back to school for that long. It's very long. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> and then um, what happened was I care about a weekend. Got hit hit from behind, got whiplash, never had a massage ever in my life. Yeah. And this guy was massaging me and I'm just picking his brain. I'm like, this sounds cool. 
right? And do you remember who that therapist was? No, no, it was such a long time ago. It was, was 2016. Gonna say, I was gonna say, did that therapist like? Do do you have to credit them with like, mm, man, you turned me on to this yeah, thing? Yeah, no, I, I can't remember his name. Such a long time. I'm terrible, terrible yeah. name. So that's why I ended there's up here. a couple. Do you have someone that you you credit the the whole thing that you do massage to? It's you, dummy. Oh, <laughs> I swear I didn't know that was you gotta coming. Wake that up. Sound, yeah, you that guys. sounded set up. I I didn't know that was coming. No, I mean I. When I decided to do massage, it was somebody had kind of like put it into my head and mm. I knew nothing about massage. And like you, Jeffrey, I mm. never had a massage. Never had, yeah. So I, um, Mark and I were both working at the same place mm. and somebody he told me, yeah, he got hired to uh, be the, like sort of redesign the massage curriculum or oh, whatever. Okay, yeah. I was like, I should go talk to him. So I went and had a talk with him. I learned a little bit about it. And I was like, this sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And then there was one day I asked him, I, I, I don't even know if you remember this, Probably but I not. had done something to my neck and I didn't want to be that annoying person because, yeah. and now that I know how annoying I was, because now that I'm a therapist, yeah. I know like how annoying this was, mm. but I just went to him and I was like, I like, I don't know what I did, but like, I can't fucking turn everything hurts. So he like did something with my neck in mm-hmm. that moment. And I was like, oh my God, it was super painful. But yeah. afterwards I was like, oh, that like so much relief. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I remember that too. And I was like, man, I wish I could know how to do yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, it was you. Huh. Nice, nice. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't even, actually, I didn't forget about it. I don't even remember. You, remember. you could have made that up. You could have just, that could have been a flat out line. I'd be like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Like, I, can even, I can even tell you where we were. We were in one of the walled treatment rooms in the gotcha. Scarborough campus. Okay, I know. I know where you're place. At. Yep. Mm. And you did something to my neck and then I went back to my desk and I felt better. And that's when I was like, yeah, I think I'll give this. A-. I mean, I already had a degree in kinesiology and oh, like okay. you, I had been a personal trainer. So oh, I'm like, all right. Sometimes, well. easy. sometimes I'm mm-hmm. interested to hear like if someone knows that moment. So mm-hmm. like, for example, Omar, who's been on our couch a couple times, he remembers therapists and he remembers he moments. Does, yeah. right? mm-hmm. He remembers the blind therapist that he had oh, that cool. really kind of made him see about the idea of massage therapy in school. And then one of his instructors, I think his name is Mark Fox or whatever yep. his name is, because he mentions him quite a bit. He's like, he, he always was a, talks he was about a heavy him. influence yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And I, I was making a whole bunch of clips and stuff of our season one because we just, this month is our, our birthday month. Nice. And um, I, I, I was listening to this this podcast recording I did with Robert Glean. And in that podcast is when I'm telling Robert Glean the story of how he turned me on to massage therapy and he uh-huh. didn't know it. Uh-huh. And, I, and it brought me back to that. Because I, I was I was dating a girl when I was in university and she registered for massage therapy school to start in September mm-hmm. after that summer. And so she's like, I, it was CCMH. And she's like, um, I got to go to this information night thing, this like two day course during the week. Do you want to come with me? I'm like, I don't, I don't, but I don't want no one that been touching you up. So I'm going to come. <laughs> what, what I know, right? And so I go and, and as I'm there doing this course, I, I'm decent at what's happening, yep. but I'm also like, I never, I don't, why do you want to do this? I would never fucking want to do this. Yeah. Right. And then, Almost September comes and she turns to me and she's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to school. I'm like, why? What's going on? She's like, I cannot imagine touching people that I just don't want to touch. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And and so that was my first exposure to massage therapy. And that made me say like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. And then I ran into Robert out of nowhere because Robert and I, we, this I'm like retelling the story. Like we bumped into each other. We went to elementary school together. He's, okay. he's a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. And then he went to a different high school. And then we'd bump into each other all the time because he played high school volleyball. I played high school volleyball. So yeah. I see him on the other side of the net all the time. Mm-hmm. Then every summer I see him down at the beach. Like we don't hang 
out outside of like we don't even hang out we just see each other mm-hmm. in these weird places and we and we talk every once in a while and then in 2004 he was in Sutherland Chan mm-hmm. and I was ran into him at Jack Astor's down at Scarborough Town Center. Oh no! Before that, I actually ran it when I was a personal trainer. He was, he was, he was, he does musical theater, and he was in Rent when Rent was in Toronto at that time. And all the cast was working out at, at, at Toronto Athletic Club, which used to be Queen of Victoria, which is now I don't know, maybe a parking lot. It's yeah. nothing now. <laughs> anyway, Trey, and he had long dreads then, and he was not in massage then. And then, like, because this is how I just randomly I bump into Robert. And then years later, I bumped into Jack Astor's and I'm like, hey, he's still doing theory. He's like, uh, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but I'm in massage school now and it's fucking cool and I can't wait to finish and blah, blah, blah. Nice. He's like, you should really look into it, man. You should really look into it. Because mm-hmm. I was I was still personal training at that time. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah, maybe I'll look into it. And then that planted the seed and then mm-hmm. I got engaged and that fell apart and I got really drunk and I wanted to meet girls and then I went to massage. massage. <laughs> it, all came, it all came back. Yeah, there you go. There uh, but you I'm go. really interested to hear like people's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like this is a stupid, stupid story. It fucking keeps coming back. <laughs> I'm really interested in to hear like when someone that's like, I got my first massage then if it, mm-hmm. how much of an influence it had. If it, if it was, a, if you even remembered like as much. Yeah, as that massage, it really influenced me. So I was like, this is yeah. pretty cool. I need to know, because I, I felt great after. I'm like, I yeah. need to know more about this. Like I've been a personal trainer for 10 years. I never had a massage. Like, what the heck I know it's baffling now yeah. when I think back I'm like how did I make it like 24 years of my life mm. and never, never having like an actual massage like, it just wasn't in what you guys did mm-hmm. it wasn't in your house I know, it wasn't in your I circle know. of friends yes, that's it true. wasn't in the way of what you viewed as preventative health or I, anything, I mean I understand know? why but I'm just saying even yeah, now yeah, when yeah, I yeah. meet you know like a new patient comes in and they tell me they've never had a massage before mm-hmm. I'm like how are you alive yeah, I've what had do you like, mean I've like how are you living you know what I'm, I'm way more of a bigger question mark when someone comes in they're like I've been massaging since I was six I'm like what the fuck she's like yeah I've been always like touching and rubbing and I've always wanted to do this and I'm like the fuck out of here when i was six i, I you know was the closest gi joe like, yeah exactly me yeah, but too. see i was that teenager and that's the funny thing so is weird. i was always the one that people would come and like plant themselves teenager. in front of me like oh massage oh, massage me massage me like i'd be hanging out with my friends up north and i'd be massaging everyone but it still never like registered that this was actually like a career option so, it was never something i wanted to do are you one of those people because we run into them a lot because of what we do yeah. and i call them those people that were born to be therapists they love being therapists like i like being a therapist but you like you got nothing else to do so when we're and i know this because whenever i'm in a group of therapists and I, it happens a lot because i teach courses there's always like a nice handful of people that are like always like working on each other or you got this or you got that let me try this on you let me try this on yep. you and like they truly love doing this I, shit i truly love because i'm not this. one of them like i like it but mm-hmm. if we're in a room together and you're like oh my shoulder hurts i'd be like yeah that sucks bro. <laughs> i wouldn't be like yo let me try you mean like stuff. what i did to you i hurt my neck can yeah, you help like, me? Like, You're probably yeah. like, who is this? Who is this girl? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. It sucks for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I, I'm that guy. I love it. I'm texting you all the time now. Yeah. After that course, I'm like, yo, guy, I got this client. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, I might send it to my, my, my boy who taught me some stuff. I send you that video. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I love what I do. I love the, the, re- the reaction after I get someone has full range of motion in their GH again. I love that. So, yeah. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to school? Ryan College. How did you decide? Because there's a lot. So this is a, a private career college in Toronto, mm-hmm. and there's a shit ton of private career colleges in Toronto, yeah. and there's also community colleges that have the massage therapy program, mm-hmm. which are it's a longer go, but it's way cheaper. But it's a longer go, yeah. and so I understand the urgency of someone that just wants to get in, get out, do their thing. Exactly. So of all of the private career colleges, how did you how did you end up choosing that? Um, it, it just 
it just clicked. The minute first, they obviously I seen the administrative, um, the front desk people first, and they were just so nice and engaging. And the the I think what really got me is uh, the whole OSAP stuff. They're like we, we'll do all that for you. I'm like where? I'm like all right, cool, because like, I didn't want to do all that old stuff stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. It was just the, the administrative. They really, they really hooked me. And then obviously I met the teachers and everything, and it was just amazing. What would you say? Because I like when students listen to this or or prospective students that are interested in going to massage. So I like mm-hmm. to I like to hear the story of how you decided where you wanted to go. Because someone else is listening to this right now, going, "I think I want to go to massage school, but I, there's a there's like so many schools. So how would I choose?" Mm-hmm. So going there, getting that full tour. Did you go anywhere else too, or did you, or you were sold once you got there? You're like, I this went is where to I'm at. I went to one other place. I can't remember where it was. It's by. Oh, man, it's terrible. I mean, That's my right. memory is the worst. But yeah, I went to one other school, yeah. didn't like it much, and then I just went to Bryan College, loved the tour, loved everything. I'm like, okay, right. I'm coming here. So you had that comparison to be like, yeah. I, don't feel, I don't feel the same. Yeah. Here. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I didn't have to pick a school because yeah, I already worked there. Reps, so you got, but that's, you I was going to say, as, yes, as somebody who worked on the admissions side, I always found like the students who had done a little research and it, okay, it was frustrating for me because as being in admissions, what I wanted was if I had a good student in front of me, I wanted you to pick our school. I wanted you to enroll in our school. But I always found the best students were the ones who did go to the other places and really get a feel for what made sense for them. Because if you're in the right program, you're in the right place, if it's a good fit, you can be successful. But if it's a mismatch from the start, then there's going to be it's, an issue. Schools are really strange to me because I think it is, it is like you said, the most important thing is it's a good fit for you more yeah. than anything else. And what I mean by that, like what a good fit is, is so for example, if you are, let's say, a parent and you know you have to drop off your kids at this time, right. pick up at this time, like things like it the hours of lifestyle. the class, really, exactly. The hours of the class matter, the life, you know, the whole lifestyle thing, understanding like you're going to have to do student clinic is that going to be helpful for, like right. we'd always run into problems with students who are like having issues with childcare or even to get to the school oh well it's so far from it like those things mm-hmm. matter so you have to really think about is this going to be right. accessible to 100%. me so the so because in Facebook, for example, you always see people one shitting on schools. And we've done it before. We've shat on schools many times. Mm-hmm. And and like, uh, well, go look at when someone's like, oh, I'm thinking about going to myself. Go look at the pass rates. That'll tell you where the best schools are. And I'm like, what's more important to me is that fit than anything exactly. else. Yeah. Is going somewhere where it makes sense for you and your lifestyle. And it might not be the greatest school. It might not have the greatest instructors. It might not have but the that's greatest part policies. Of your, that's part of your evaluation as well. If you're mm-hmm. a student that doesn't really have a strong grasp on certain subjects already, Ready, right. then you know maybe that's something that matters but pass rates those not that they're, they're not important but i don't think they're important if at you've all, got a school lie. that had a graduating class of 10 students then you have one that had a graduating class of 54 students the pass rate isn't really telling you all that much no, you know no. what i mean because even if three students fail at that one with 10 well that looks like a I don't, shitty pass I don't, rate. I don't think yeah. pass rates matter one fucking bit me neither because if you if you know if you know you can be a student mm-hmm. and you know you can study and you know as long as you have the material in front of you and a textbook and mm-hmm. the resources mm-hmm. and, or you may not even have the resources but you know where to go to get them exactly then i don't think it matters where the hell you go to school no but that's why it matters to go into the school and actually like meet the administrative staff as you said meet the teachers because you can get a feeling like could I see myself here could I be successful here and I mean the school I went to was it one of the best schools no absolutely Mm. not Mm. but I'm a good student, so go. I can figure yeah. it out. But sometimes I get baffled, and I'm not going to lie, because we do a lot of OSCE preps here. I get really 
I, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm I'm like I really sat back and I go like I don't know how how you pass school. It, like yeah. a, Andrew, but that's because there are shitty schools. And that's are, why I'm saying like that. It's it, bad. That like the pass and rate wanna, is sometimes wa- one of the wanna, factors wanna, because there are shitty I even, schools. I want to qualify mm-hmm. what I'm saying because I don't want to make it seem like I'm just shitting on us on, on a school completely. But how can someone that went to your program in your establishment for two years mm-hmm. and you give them a diploma, signed diploma, stamp that says, "Okay, we we say you've that you met you've, some you've, sort you've of met, requirement," and you walk in here <laughs> for an OSCE prep, and I say vastus lateralis. They're like, and you what? stare at me like, yeah. what are you talking about? And it's not like I said some tiny muscle somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? I something super common like a quad, and you mm-hmm. stare at me like, like, yo, man, you speaking in a language, language I don't know. I I, I I I encounter that a lot, and I'm only I'm only three four years in, and I I, I met a lot of RMTs that just they don't do any uh, assessments, they don't do anything, just relaxation. That's it, and it frustrates me. It makes it makes us good RMTs look bad, and it's so frustrating. Hmm. But yeah, there I don't are know how I feel about all there this. are schools it's so that mm-hmm. um, they want they want to get the students through. Okay. And I mean, we've worked in the private career college system, so yes. we understand like it is important yes. to the schools to make sure that every student gets through the program. But they need to do a better job at identifying sometimes when like this student either needs to start again, maybe needs to get some other education first and come back, maybe didn't have like the English, da- whatever it was, mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. they they need to do a better job at not just pushing students through because then, yeah, they get to mm-hmm. the licensing exam. And if, it, if they're failing over and over again, something was missed. And yes, sometimes it is test anxiety or whatever, but sometimes we've seen it. The students come in here to do OSCE prep with us. We, I will not name the school. We talked about this on that that podcast where we we talked about some shady things that yep. happen at schools. Yep. We had somebody come in for OSCE prep who literally like hadn't even really worked on real bodies. We're like Whoa. student clinic. He had never like, touched. He had body. never touched a body. Really. So no. I'm like, how the That's fuck terrible. as the school do mm-hmm. you feel? ethical mm-hmm. about giving someone a diploma See, that now, had never touched a this body. Is, this is, wow. and I turned him down. I didn't help him. Yeah. Oh God. It'll be a waste of your time. Well, I, I, this is where, this is where my dilemma comes in mm. and I flip flop on this all the time, like a fart in the fucking wind. So mm. catch me on a different day and different time. I'll have a different answer for you. Mm. Sometimes I feel like I'm doing everything just, like disjustice is that even a word yeah, i'm not, I'm not Inju- injustice. injustice i'm yep. not i'm not doing th- i'm not doing things ethically here mm-hmm. i know someone's coming in and they know nothing and i'm gonna make sure that you pass your exam you know what i mean yeah so i feel weird about that it's almost like i'm fueling the mm-hmm. system of a bunch of people that probably shouldn't be there but then they end up passing of their own accord anyway mm-hmm. right so i didn't make them pass but i go mm-hmm. through that and then i feel like fuck I shouldn't have done that, but then they could have done it themselves. So I, mm-hmm. it's, I know it's a little narcissistic, but nonetheless, I think about that. And then the other part of it is mm-hmm. that I have helped people that I know weren't the strongest students, and then they end up being the greatest therapists, mm-hmm. where their clients love them, they make good money, they they doing they're doing some really. But that's good why work. you do the consultation and you assess the attitude too, because yeah. I've seen you turn down people yeah, that you know they're just not going to try. Bef- well, you help me. You help me with my, my MCQ. Yeah, like I'm I, my Oscies, I passed with yeah, flying yeah. colors, and I came to you for we for like three hours. We sat there yeah. because 
you you felt that I knew I was just there's a disconnect somewhere. Yeah. Right. So we didn't have to disconnect. Yeah. Just and then I passed after. So right? thank you. Yeah, but that's different than mm-hmm. someone walks in here and I'm like vastus lateralis, like oh no, I'm like <laughs> cervical spine extension, like what? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we get them to the point of like they can perform the stuff really well, mm-hmm. and then maybe they just luck out on some of the items that they get on the exam, mm-hmm. and then they text me later like I passed. I'm like. I'm happy you passed. Congratulations. Good work. And but in the back of my head, I'm like, fuck, I didn't really. So that was this yeah, and this was before we used to do the the um the consultations. This is when we had a class and we'd take anybody for Oscar Prep. No, now we do consultations because I don't we don't want to necessarily help somebody pass an exam that probably shouldn't be. But at the end of the day, maybe this is where I flip-flop on it. Because maybe at the end of the day, they just needed to be exposed to a couple more people that look at it differently, talk it differently, mm-hmm. speak it differently, convey the information differently, and maybe I'm that person for you. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And if I am that person for you and I turn you down, that's that's shit, man, because that's a guy that probably could have done something. But yeah. if you really, you know I mean? really I don't think know. about- it's, it's just, it's a strange, really it's a strange thing. think about the people you've turned down- I think you made the right call. I understand, <laughs> but it's, it's 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 still a strange go that happens in my head. Like, should I really be doing what I'm doing, or should I should I not, or is, am I really helping people? You know, it's like it's like I a, think you're it's like, people. but it's it's like a methadone clinic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like okay, well, I'm I'm, I'm helping you survive, mm-hmm. or you know, am I helping you on your path to get better? That's that's good. I'm a methadone clinic. Wow, that yeah. that was an analogy I wasn't expecting. Really? What did you think I was gonna say? <laughs> Not that. After I said methadone clinic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, you helped Jeffrey, and look, he's a good therapist because when he came in for the consult, you could see this guy just needs a little help. He, yeah. Like he wants to be a therapist. Exactly. And look at him; he fucking loves it. Tell us about your practice. Uh I would say um. So I'm, I'm at the spa right now, Hand and Stone Spa. Cool. Um, I'm the lead RMT there. Nice. Um, I got I got that position like a year, less than a year before I even got in there. So there's, yeah, there's some haters, right? Because they've been there for like five years, longer than me, all that stuff, right? I'm under the assumption if you work for a place like Hand and Stone and you go in there and you're serious and you want to work and you do good work and you have mm-hmm. good retention and you're interested, you can move up pretty yep. quick. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what I did. No complaints or nothing. Um. I, I where where I'm at, I'm the only person who's the therapeutic guy. If you have uh, any pain, you have a problem, anything chronic, everybody gets forward to me, mm. and yeah, that's what I love. I have um, uh, athletes I work on. My my goal is to work with professional athletes one day. Um, my daughter's track team. I I treat them. I treat my I'm always treating my daughter, obviously. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, my my practice. It's it's pretty good. I I treat over a little over a hundred people a month. And I'm loving it. Nice. I'm loving it. That's Sounds awesome. like a good go. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good go. Yeah. Where else have you worked or is that the only place you've worked? Um when I when I first graduated, I started off in the clinic. Yeah. And uh my good friend Tara, when she was at Hand and Stone, she's like, You're not gonna make money there. You need you, you need to feed feed your kids. But I'm like, I wanna work at a clinic so I could learn from a chiropractor and a phys- the physiotherapist, right? Right. But literally I w- if I was lucky I'd, <laughs> I'd see like eight, maybe ten people in one week. Wow. Um because I'm a male. No male wants me touching them and no female wants me touching them. And um it was just it was just a lot at the clinic. And then as soon as I went over to Hand and Stone, twenty people a week, thirty right, people a week, right. I was like, holy smoke. So I'm like, okay. See, men and women do want to be touched. See, it's mm-hmm. yeah, and we've talked it's about this multiple times. Clinic. It's yep. the mentality of the clinic because really? you are the same man yeah. that mm-hmm. you were at the clinic. 
now at hand in stone. And the clientele How come ain't the all clientele that different. at hand in stone have no problem seeing you? Yeah, because it's, it's a setting. Yeah, I never realized that. Yeah. We get a lot of people talking about like, oh, male RMTs. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, man, I know enough male therapists yeah. that are crazy busy, that Super have wait busy. lists. Like, it's it's not because you're a man. Like, mm-hmm. sure, there are going to be wonder, the patients. I wonder that- when that, if it changes when you are in that clinic and there's just the the one young good looking girl who's friendly and family oriented like everything all in a fucking nutshell and then there's you the dude like i can imagine in that scenario the mom and pop clinic and there's two rmts and one is her and the other one is me how it's yeah. like shit i'm getting five there's people. oh no there's definitely going to be people who only want to see a female but yeah, i've talked do. about this before like i've worked in clinics where the receptionists are told to like almost warn people like it's a male or ask on the phone do you mm-hmm. prefer a I hate when they ask. So, mm-hmm. and then I said, is that part of the problem? Because if you're, mm-hmm. if I'm given a choice, you know, if I call a doctor's office, for example, and I say, I need to see a doctor today, it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you want a male doctor or a female doctor? As a, well, I'm going to choose the female, female doctor. doctor yeah. But if I was never given a choice, if it was exactly. just, I need a doctor, mm-hmm. if I showed up and it was a male doctor, I wouldn't think twice about it. Exactly. I wanted to see a doctor. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Do you, if I won't go massage therapy because you, you already have a view of massage therapy. With your doctors, do, would you care? Any oh, no. Doctors? Oh no, of course not. Right? You no. go female if you have the choice there? I'm saying if if presented with the choice, yeah, I would if, if probably say mm-hmm. female. Yeah. But growing up, my doc my family doctor was male Very until sure. he retired. Oh, now curious. I have a female doctor. Yeah. But I didn't specifically choose her because she was female. Mm-hmm. I went to this particular clinic, someone referred me there. Mm-hmm. She was taking new patients. Perfect. Great. Yeah. But is it like that for all like kind of healthcare stuff that you would go f- female or are there certain ones that you would if you were if you were given the choice that like every the doctor the dentist the chiropractor the blah 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 blah, blah, blah all the places i'd probably always pick, we, the female. Always pick the honestly female? Yeah. if somebody gave me the choice but you know because you've been I, to him, I have a male dentist right right i've had a male chiropractor mm. i've been to both male and female rmts like i don't actually care, care. who's my therapist as long as they do a good job exactly yeah. but if somebody says to me okay well i've got a male and a female what would you prefer just because you Gave me a choice. Option, yes. I'll say female. Yeah. I want to know, and someone tell me this. Send me a message because I want to know the fucking truth. I want to know which professions would you be like? Okay, I'd pick male. I pick female. I wouldn't care this one, this one, because I'm pretty hmm. sure there's like, like for example, for me, if for a medical doctor, I would be like, I don't care. Yeah. Me too. If someone said you gotta go, you gotta go to an MRI and the tech, the the the, the tech that's going to be there with you, male or female? Do you have a preference? I say female. Mm, Interesting. Right? I'd say female because in that moment, I always, I, I think I'd want female energy around me because I'm a baby when it comes to things like okay, MRI okay. machines and stuff. Uh, yeah, Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so depending on what the scenarios scenario, were, yes. I would be like male, female, male, female. Male, you know, female. I had to go for a. But most of them um, would be I don't care. Yeah. What's the the heart ultrasound and echo? Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> I lost my words for a second. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I had to go for an echo not long ago, and um, I didn't ask. They didn't ask me. It was just you know they mm-hmm. booked me for this echo. I show up and it was like a middle aged man who barely spoke English, yep. and never in my life have I felt uncomfortable with like a male practitioner mm-hmm. ever. I can't tell you what it was about this dude's energy. I've yep. never been more uncomfortable in my because I just sit there more uncomfortable in my mm-hmm. entire life. I just sit there topless right yeah. as he's doing this echo mm-hmm. and i was like 
this is so awkward. And I was just oh, wishing no. that there was a female. But, but he tag. wasn't being a, perf- a pervert he didn't, or anything. He right? did not say anything inappropriate. He okay. wasn't. There was just something the about him that made me so uncomfortable and mm. I couldn't wait for the whole thing to be over. He mm. was perfectly normal, respectful, like nothing weird. Okay, good, good. But I was so uncomfortable. Mm. And so that's why I'm saying if, if presented with the option, you want a male or a female, yeah. I would probably always say female. female yeah. I don't know. I think I flip flop on the, uh, depending on what it is. Mm. Uh, and for no reason at all, except for. Uh, a couple of these pieces See, it, and it's all based on stupid stereotypes that i yeah. hold in my head <laughs> speaking of stereotypes i know i've told this before but since we're talking about male and female therapists the clinic that i first started at right like maybe four doors down there was a huge sutherland chan clinic so sometimes if i had a break in the middle of my day that was unexpected i would hop over there and see if they had any therapists available so i didn't care who i was going to see male female didn't matter so one time i walk in to get a treatment they said oh yeah so and so's available this dude walks out. He's definitely over six feet tall. He looks like he lives in the gym. And immediately I'm like, yes, it's going to be like good pressure because at uh, that moment I just wanted somebody to like just, beat you up, just yeah. strip the shit out of every muscle in my body because yeah. I was so achy. So I was like, yes, I get on the table. This guy just lotioned my body. Like it was, it was the worst. I even said to him a couple of times, I was like, you can, you can use a little more pressure. It's okay. You can use a little more pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I did not get it. What was his reason for not just out of curiosity? Um, This was the story I told you about where I actually said to him, I actually prefer like almost like fascial techniques. Like don't use a lot of oil. Like I, you know, I I want some fascial work done. And he goes, do you do fascial work with your patients? I was like, yeah. And he goes, and they rebook. And I was like, Yes. <laughs> so his mentality was, you know, yeah. gentle, gotcha. I right, guess. Right, right, right. But my stereotype, I see this big football player looking curious. guy and I got Cause, excited. Because <laughs> I'm just curious if 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 in that moment that therapist is like, no, I'm just not gonna fucking do it because that's not what I want to do. That's not what I do. And exactly. fuck it. I'm just gonna do what I want to we'll do in this hour. Do, yeah. Who cares what you think? Or did that therapist think, well, your tissue doesn't really need this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what with what I feel you need in these moments based mm-hmm. on what I'm feeling. My right? thought, and I'm I curious. can't say for sure, it's not like I asked. My <laughs> was, my feeling lazy. was like, that fuck it, I'm not gonna do it. No, I, I actually felt he was a little timid because he was like five times and, my size. Like he was a ah. big guy. He was, like I said, well over six feet. Yep. And he looked like he played football like he was huge so i'm wondering if he thought like that he was gonna hurt me yeah maybe maybe it's interesting yeah but no male therapist you can be busy yeah you can yep i would choose male therapist i choose female therapist i choose them all mm-hmm. i choose one each yeah one male and female let's get this going yep right you guys can fight for my feet <laughs> <laughs> you do have baby soft feet so that's okay yeah, that's that, well, that's that. i got to pick an area that i thought people would be grossed out by so what's next for you jeffrey i mean you're four years in love and life working at hand in stone yeah it's hand in stone and the uh you're gonna retire there? It's like it's like when guys started the TTC and they're no. like, "Yo, man, I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna retire." No, here. no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start my own thing. Eventually. What is what is your own thing look like um, at least right now in your mind? In in my mind, you know, like a like a home practice, something like that. I just like personal training. You know, I work out Good Life Fitness for five and a half years, and I left and did in home personal training. Do mm-hmm. my own thing. Right. Same thing with massage. I'm eventually I'm gonna leave there and like do my mobile? own thing. No, no, I started out, I did a couple mobile, I hate it, because right. my life revolved around everybody else. Right. And then I got four kids, I'm busy, man. Oh, yeah. So, no, no, no mobile. You you gotta be busy, four kids. That's, I was, that's wa- I was that waiting for busy. that, I was waiting for that to come up. <laughs> <laughs> first first time I met him, I remember him telling me four about kids. his kids, and the last time I saw him, I was like, man, you got 
four kids. We only have two. And some days I feel like there's 10 kids in my yeah, house. It's crazy sometimes. Like yeah. Four kids. But I mean, yours are a little older. Or do you still have a little one? Oh, yeah. My daughter's 15. And then I got my seven-year-old, five-year-old, six and five. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Yeah. Seven, six and five. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you can't be mobile. So, no, you're going to have no. people come to you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. So, so home-based practice. I, I want to do a home-based practice. And... um yeah, eventually start working with some some professional athletes. That's that's my goal. That's my goal. Yeah. Have you done any like volunteering? Have you? Uh, I mean, I know you uh, you work with your daughter's track team, mm-hmm. but other than that, have you worked? No, I haven't with done any? any. No, I haven't really looked into that yet. But I am I am gonna really soon. I'm making a transition real soon. I don't I don't want to say it out there. Put it out there yet because you know kind of secret we'll keep that we'll keep that down low eventually a home-based practice for you okay uh but where where is home kitchener or pickering we're gonna bring Um, you back there (laughs) pickering is home right now um so yeah i'm gonna start some stuff up there in pickering my where i live there so that's that's my goal in the next you know year okay less than a year but yeah less than a year (laughs) less than a year yeah so um yeah, like I'm, I've always been the type to do my own thing, make my own hours, come and go as I want. I, I don't like working for other people. That's just me. So wait, wait, I, I missed it. You, you live in two cities or you don't live in two cities? No, I don't live in two cities, okay. but I, I'm always going to Kitchener because that's where I'm from, right? Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. I yeah. thought for a second you lived in two cities and I wanted to know how the hell does that happen? How do Kitchen, people live in Kitchener's two cities? Kitchener's home. Just I knew like if we ever move, cities. if we ever move, Scarborough is always home right, right, for right. me. Yeah, but I had a buddy who lived, who legit lived in two cities. He had he had a condo in Ottawa, mm-hmm. and he rented an apartment in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, because he was he's a he's a professor at the University of Ottawa, so yeah. he would be there teaching and all the rest of it. And then when he didn't have to teach and do stuff, he'd come live in Toronto. So he was just like always back and forth, legit living in two cities. Mm-hmm. So okay. I was curious if he. No, were... I can't afford that. No, no. I like to, I like <laughs> I like to be close to my babies because anything happens, I'm there to drop a dime. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, would you do? Though, if you had the dough, double do- live in two cities. Yeah, nah. Maybe you need to set up a clinic in Kitchener and and, and one in one in uh, Pickering. Mm, never thought of that. Right? A couple days a week in Kitchener, a couple days a week, and, you know, flip yeah. between two. Never thought of that. Right, rent out your own space, just sleep in your clinic. <laughs> you don't even need a fucking place. <laughs> don't even sleep in place. Yeah, sleep in the clinic. Sleep in your clinic. You already got comfortable, comfortable <laughs> linens. Yeah, yeah linen <laughs> table. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you need. Because <laughs> no. you used to do that mm. when Mark was a personal trainer. He that, would, he'd, he'd go out drinking first, and then he would go into the gym and sleep on the couch in the gym you're making it sound horrible first of all first of all the guy that owned the gym we're we're really friendly right okay so he's he's, and the drinking is because the neighborhood that the gym is in or was in surrounded by bars it's surrounded by bars of course yeah no point so we'd all be working friday all of us and then turns friday nights kind of getting kind of late and we're all like let's just go to the bar yeah and then it turns into let's have another drink let's have another drink let's have it's like so mark can't drive home (laughs) no it first starts as nah man i gotta go home like no no just and he would say yeah just do just come stay and then you can crash at the gym Gym. i'll open the doors you can sleep on the couch it's great don't exactly right meanwhile he goes home at least two seconds away but yeah so that's how i end up sleeping at the fucking gym those many many you don't need to defend yourself it's fine it wasn't my it wasn't my idea it wasn't my first go-to plus it was back when you were a young boy exactly yeah we we, we did a lot of super shit yeah yeah 
<laughs> sure no, we're do. we're responsible now. We're grown ups. Responsible. We do grown up things. Yeah. Hand and stone. I know. I keep just jumping back in weird places. Hand and stone. Mm-hmm. You have an allowance for for per, uh, for personal training. You have an allowance for continuing education. Yeah. An allowance for continuing. Like education. they 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 will pay for some of that stuff oh, no. if you take. No. Really? I thought I thought you might have. Had an He's like, wait, wait, what? What? what am I not getting? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But here's the thing: every because it's privately owned, so every hand and stone do, they do their own thing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, so gotcha. I, I've never heard anything about. Ah, uh, okay. So maybe it's like the corporate, the corporate ones versus Probably. franchise. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Because I was going to ask you, we'll ask you anyway. Continue education courses. Tell me what makes you want to take something because you've taken stuff with us, and I'm not. I'm not looking for you to say anything great about us. Like, no, I've only. T- I've only taken one with you. Right. So, what makes you decide this is a course that I want to take? I'm curious. Um. So the advanced joint mobilization course is not, not even mine. Just anybody's. Well. Like, I don't even I don't even follow anybody. You're literally you guys are only <laughs> only per- people I who I follow when it comes to courses. But um, okay. it's just like I I start to realize there's only so much I could do with my hands. Right. Right. And it's like as I'm feeling tissue and everything, I'm like I th- like I'm missing something. There's something I'm missing. Right. So I'm 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 getting into Graston now. Um, I started that and um, like there's there's so much out there. And I just want to experience and learn. Just as a personal trainer, I think mm. as a personal trainer, I spend like a good three to five grand on my education as a personal trainer right. to separate myself from everybody else. And I'm, I want to do the same thing as a massage therapist, separate myself from everybody else, mm. right? So that's why I'm like, I need to take different courses to better treat my clients because I can't do everything with my hands. What about you? What kind of courses would you take? Would you take? <laughs> well, because when we don't, we don't take a lot of courses. What we mm-hmm. do is, just because we don't have the time for courses, we never mm-hmm. we never have the time for courses. And anytime we're interested in something, we we contact people that teach the course or are involved in it somehow. Mm-hmm. And we're like, can we can we do some one-on-one stuff? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it, for us, it just works out Well, let's better. think about the courses I have taken. So I took... I went to the uh, the Swiss conference with the woman who owned the last clinic that I worked at yep. just because I liked the whole concept of it. And I liked some of the speakers and it was it was sort of like a free for all. Like you could kind of, you know, there were some people there doing fascial stretch stuff. There was, mm-hmm. you know, some um, different approaches to assessment that I thought were kind of cool. Right. And then there was the whole like fitness component of it, which I really loved because I always kind of kept that in my practice where I wanted to, you know, focus on movement and, you know, one of the questions I ask every single person that would come in was, what's your exercise routine like? Like, what do you do? So I mm-hmm. could, you know, try to incorporate things into their life. So I did that just because I liked the whole concept of it and because the the clinic owner was going and she wanted someone to go with her. Right. When I took the doula course, that's because I love treating prenatal. And mm. I thought this could this could go really yeah. well with what I'm doing already. So I did that. Um, and then I took some, like literally of our own courses, like courses I don't teach that maybe Mark's teaching or whatever, mm. just because I was like, man, I want to be as smart as Mark. So let me take something he's taking <laughs> yeah. that he's teaching. I, I, I actually really like conferences. Yeah. Oh. I like conferences better than a course. I'd rather have the variety of a bunch of things and I recognize that I'm probably I, I can probably walk away, you know, learning a lot more in this one area. Obviously, if it's a course, spending mm-hmm. more time with it. Yeah. But I do like the variety of a bunch of things, and the variety doesn't even have to be on a bunch of things. It could all be on the same yes. basic basic premise. But I'm getting a lot of different information. You know, I like the variety too. Um, I, it's not like I have. ADD or any kind of attention deficit, but mm. I know myself well enough to know to sit into like one eight hour class. Mm. 
I will lose focus. I will start counting ceiling tiles. I love that. But if I am going into, like Mark said, like going into multiple different things Mm -hmm. and like learning all day, even if I pick up one or two techniques from each of the people that I hear, that was a great day. Mm -hmm. But if I'm in this one class all day, Mm -hmm. I will will lose focus completely. It's really interesting because we're we're involved now with the Canadian Massage Conference and that's one thing that we're trying to do is is put a ton of variety there wasn't always a ton of variety mm-hmm. yeah. and i think now that we're we're helping to organize it we've brought in the idea we want a ton of variety mm-hmm. and there's also cool pieces where and this is the stuff that i cuz when you talked about being a personal trainer mm-hmm. cuz i used to be a personal trainer and I used to teach at a school their personal training pro. I actually fucking wrote that program for yeah, them. Yeah, you did. And I used to teach that personal training program. Mm-hmm. And so one of the certifications that we we do is a CanFit Pro. We all know it's a crappy certification, yep. but nonetheless, that's that's <laughs> that's. So yeah. for a while, I was. We also did. We also did um, the the strength and conditioning coach one too. Actually, mm-hmm. so we had this dual certification thing that we gave. It's actually a really really good program. Yeah. But anyway, not because I wrote, but anyway, <laughs> and it reminded me when you were talking about personal training about. Can Fit Pro the conference? I that liked, was fun. I loved the Can Fit yes. Pro conference. Yeah, I love the Can Fit. There was a ton of variety. Right now, there yeah. was a ton of variety, yes. and I went. Unlike most people that were there, most people that were there because they're trainers and they like to do stuff, and they took a lot of workshops. So I took zero workshops. Mm. I only went to academic lectures mm. that's all i went to i want to go listen to this phd dude talk about carbohydrates i want to go yep. listen to this phd dude talk about like um like biomechanics and exercise physiology i i went that route mm. yeah so and that's kind of a vibe that i want I want to introduce the RMTs as well. Yeah. I don't want the every. Con- I mean, our conference is very hands-onish, mm-hmm. but uh, moving forward, I I want to have a nice bit of like hardcore academic pieces in there I as well. That. We I want someone that. to be able to go and sit and listen to a lecture, yeah. a, an intellectual academic lecture, and walk away with something that they're going to like. I can, I can, I I know I can piece this into my practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to piece this into my practice. Yeah, I think we're missing pieces like that. I agree. I agree. Everything is hands on, but we need that that lecture too, that yeah. intellectual stuff too. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be the first. I mean, we're not doing the super intellectual stuff this, we're, but we we're, but we're I, introducing I a in. we're introducing a talk series this year. So on the second it's day of really the conference, different. all afternoon we have a huge group of uh, therapists who all with different backgrounds you know some sport therapists some like who have been in the profession a really long time some entrepreneurs um, some spa therapists like we have everybody and they're all going to get you know maybe 20 minute slots to speak in front of all the the people that are attending the conference Mm -hmm. some of the talks are going to be more educational some are more inspirational but just we wanted to have this variety and I also wanted it to not feel like you're stuck i like the chaos of canfit pro yes i like the chaos of the auto show i like it that there's something always going on and it doesn't always have to be on a schedule if Mm -hmm. i really saw a class i liked at canfit pro i can go stand in the in the in the line that if there's excess space i can get in Mm -hmm. so it's not like i always had to pre-pick all my stuff i like that chaos so Mm -hmm. we purposely made the friday of the massage conference chaos chaos. when when is when is the when is that conference it's the last weekend of september so September 22nd, 23rd, 24th, it's a 25th. four-day conference. Four days. Okay. So it's a Thursday to a Sunday. And the Friday is, is going to be free for all shit just show. 
amazing. It's like an it's like a general admission day where you mm-hmm. don't have to go. You don't have to you sign have up to for anything. Classes. And so we have these 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 talks that we have yep. because our other company that we recently started is Massage Therapy Media. Mm-hmm. We're producing the event basically, mm-hmm. and so we call it the Massage Therapy Media um, Lecture Series, oh, okay. where we have like all of these speakers, like Amanda said, mm-hmm. have really cool topics, interesting topics, but also simultaneously mm-hmm. we have two other rooms going on with two demos in each room. Oh. So you can go and watch someone do this and ask questions and blah, blah, so blah. So these demos are not going to be like, the the person who's doing the demo is not going to be lecturing. No. They're going to be doing, so for example, I spoke to one of it's our, a, our demo, demo people demo. today mm. and she said, I would love to do a live assessment and treatment. I would love to just mm. pick a random person at the conference yep. to come be my body and I'm going to, like with everybody watching me, just assess them and show my take on how I would treat this condition. I was like, cool, you do that. Right, and then we have someone else doing like kinesio taping or something. And that way you can walk in and watch the kinesio taping, talk about it, ask questions, even participate if if that person's cool with people participating. Mm -hmm. Like We've got someone doing Thai massage. I want it to be chaotic that way that there's always something to go check out and go do. So that's Mm -hmm. one piece that we we brought in was really different. I'm really looking for, I hope the lecture series goes over well. Because I love our guests. Mm-hmm. They are a huge variety of cool guests. People. And there's some people there that I'm actually shocked that they said yes. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm shocked that I'm shocked that they agreed to do anything that Amanda and I asked. <laughs> no, it's not true. Every everybody that's on the talk series, we have a good relationship with. <laughs> I know, I know. But like I'm 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 very happy that someone like, for example, Grace Chan, who founded Sutherland Chan and founded mm. the Canadian Sport Massage Association. Like she's oh, wow. such a she's such a, a huge player. In, 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 I mean, basically, her and Christine Sutherland are the, one of the reasons why our program is like over two thousand hours, like, mm. like single handedly. Wow, yeah. right? So, th- I'm excited about her coming. For her to say yes, I'm. I feel honored that you guys asked me to come speak. I feel nervous. I'm like, what the fuck? When <laughs> <laughs> you feel honored, yeah. let's reverse this a it little bit. It, yeah. yeah, so that's good. I, I'm, I'm get that feedback I'm, from her. I'm really, I'm really happy with the way it's turned out so far. So I just hope the, you know, I hope. I hope people appreciate, not appreciate, dig it. Dig I don't it. care if they appreciate it. As long as they <laughs> I, you know, send me the link to that because yeah, I, sure. I I never know when this conference is going. I know it's every once a year. I just never know when. So a home-based business, looking to take, what, what's like the next thing you want to you wanna jump in on then? Um, I'm actually an actor right now. I want to, <laughs> yeah. Don't you do <laughs> I, I I act, yeah, on the side. And um, when you say, when you say act, are we talking, are we talking like, theater are we talking no. commercials commercials um tv shows tv shows things like that i gotta ask I'm you some questions about that anything we would have seen you in um who's asking yeah who, 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 who asked yeah. uh i yeah i haven't done i haven't done anything like crazy i'm just you know, i'm getting my my feet wet i'm getting into it, I'm getting okay. into it. yeah i've done a couple little things here and there by by next year you'll probably, you'll probably see me on a big billboard me, my daughter, and her mother. We did a photo shoot last year for CIBC. That's going to be cool. My oh, nice. actually, the past like this past year, well, let's say six to eight months, my daughter's been on billboards all across Canada. Oh yeah. wow, she, she's an actor too as well. So wait, just okay. So yeah. we've probably seen her. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we know a little kid that's way into acting. He's on mm-hmm. like toy boxes and commercials and stuff like that. Yep. He does a lot of that stuff. How do you get into that? Like what? <laughs> where does this come from? When did this? When happen? I was younger. When I was younger. I, I, when I. 
was in my 20s, I dabbled in acting. I, I always wanted to be an actor. It's always been in the back of my head. And, you know, things happen here and there. You know. When you say actor, because most people, when they hear actor, they mm. think immediately like TV and movies. Was that something you, were you like, I want to be a motherfucking famous person? I want to be Tom fucking Cruise. No, I, did, I didn't want to be famous. I just wanted to get into it because I'm a big movie buff and I'm always monologuing. I'm always acting. I'm always like, if I'm going to tell a story, you know, we get drunk one day. If I'm telling a story, I'm acting it out. I'm always that right, guy, right, 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 right? right? So I've always been in my 20s. I, I dabbled in and did things here and there. But then, you know, a kid came here. I'm like, hey, I got another kid. You know what I mean? So everything got pushed back until, you know, during the pandemic, um, <laughs> I was sitting there meditating. I'm like, I forgot about my dreams. I'm like, I wanted to be an actor. So I was like, F it. Hi, I hired my daughter's agent. And within the first month, I landed a lead role. You know? Wow. Yeah, and it's like. So, did you ever go to? Did you ever take lessons and stuff? No acting school, nothing. I've, I've now, I've, I've, I've taken some stuff, but I'm gonna this summer. Hopefully, I'm gonna uh, do a proper acting school. But I've, it, I've always wanted to do it, and when I had that, if you have that drive, nothing can stop you. Just I'm do it. fascinated by people that act. I'm fascinated by the whole thing because I think it's an art. It's tough. I th- I think it's an art mm-hmm. that most people don't know how tough it is mm-hmm. because when they see it, 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 one they don't think of it as acting because the acting is so good. You see a character in a mm-hmm. show in a movie. Like no one looks at Tom Hanks in any of those movies. Goes that's Tom Hanks playing that guy. No. That's Tom Hanks being Forrest Gump. Exactly. You're like no, that's Forrest Gump. That's my favorite movie, right? by the way. Love, you, it, love you, it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like like yeah. that's so so someone that watches that they might not just get the appreciation. Of like you know how good that fucking thing is right there. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I don't. I don't. I'm so I'm fascinated by it because. I can't do it. I've never. Th- I would never think I can. I. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. And just the idea that you can fucking do that is it blows my mind. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it that's blows. My goal, man. It blows my mind. Acting is it's one art that just yeah, fucking tears me. It's it's nerve wracking sometimes, but hey, I, I love it and it's and it's fun. Yeah. So that's that's my next goal. I, I'm type person is like I can't sit and focus on one thing. I just can't sit. Okay, massage. That's it. That's my career. No, right. I need to be doing something else. Right, I need to ha- have a drive. I got to keep going. I can't just sit still. Hmm. What were we just watching in Living Color? How many oh, jobs? <laughs> everybody in that on that show got became famous because yeah, it's I insane, love that show. Right? I love that show. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane. What's it like being on a set? Um, does it suck? Is it? Is it? Does it suck? Okay, it so I'll, I'll tell you this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the lead role actually landed. Right. Um, it didn't happen because of funding and whatever, but um, it's actually actually should I even talk about this? No, hold on. Maybe you can't say it. I'm not gonna say the the TV show, yeah, but yeah. it's a it's a gay romantic comedy. Okay, all right. Um, I never thought I would get into something like this, and you know, I'm a I'm a I'm 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 half Jamaican, half Guyanese. Mother's a pastor. Right. And you, you, exactly, you, you know that. So, like, Enough when said. I brought it to my immediate family, they were pissed. Like, no, you're not going to do them thing, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, you know, F it, I'm going to do it. Right? right. So, um, I just did the trailer. Right. And, uh, the trailer being on set, you know, all day, like, it's literally like lights, camera action, all these lights, everybody's on you. It, and I was nervous because this is my first time. And the director, and they knew this was my first time. They were so cool. And, I couldn't get my lines. I couldn't say my lines. I was so nervous. I couldn't say my lines. <laughs> and then director, she cut after like five times. She came to me. She's like, okay, listen, 
you got this. We know this is your first time. And every, all the everybody around me, they've been acting for like 15 years, this and that. So they're just waiting for me. I'm the newbie. Yeah, they're like, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Trust me. But no, they were just so, so polite, so engaged. And then after I started rolling, rolling with it, right? So yeah. um, it's, you, you actually feel like a star on the set. Like it cut, and then all of a sudden someone's patting my face. I'm like, oh my god, makeup! Like in between, in between, <laughs> and action is like, okay, gotta get it, gotta stand here on the X, I gotta do this. And I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. I'm sweating. And I gotta change my shirt. Like it's hard work because you're doing the same lines over and over again. You're acting and you're sweating, and it was just crazy. So it, it blows. Was it blows my mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. It really just. Fucking- are you in your head a lot when you're on set? Like, are you in your head about like? What does my posture look right now? Am I? Is this how I want to appear? Is this a, like? Are you in your head about that? Because I feel like um, when you're saying it's tough, memorizing lines. I don't. Not that it wouldn't be tough. Yes, it's tough. But I feel like I'm the type of person that 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 might not be the hardest part. I might be way too in my head about like, am I am I standing the right way? Could I do this better? Like I think I'd be overthinking like those kind of details versus the lines and stab? the line Can delivery. I take a stab at this, and yeah. I, I have no reference. I don't know any of this. I'm going to take a stab at it. I feel like if you if you are an actor, you become whatever character, whoever you're supposed to be. Yeah. And therefore you just like, hey, this is how this person would stand. This is how this person, this is how yeah. this person would sit. This is how this person So when I'm watching like a TV show, mm-hmm. what I'm fascinated most with mm-hmm. is a character that's in a scene, but they're not necessarily they're not involved in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But they're in obviously it's they're so in character and they're like watch. they're like facial yeah. expressions, mannerisms, and I'm like, oh well you're this is how you perceive this character to be and how the director wants this character to come exactly. off as and blah blah. And that's the shit that bl- it's not necessarily the, the awesome fucking you know model that comes out of uh, out of a no character. it's definitely but that's what i mean it. that's what i mean i feel like as a new actor like i'm just imagining myself on set and i'm imagining myself overthinking everything like that like when you're delivering a line that to me seems like the easier part versus when you have to just act natural like you are this I, person I, in this scene I, and I'll versus a, i'll take a stab at it again before before yeah, the professional yeah. speaks i feel like the pressure would be more like kind of what you said like if I fuck this up, I'm really fucking it up for everybody. There's a lot yeah. of people in this room that are just, they just want me to do my job right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm failing at my job. And therefore, it's fucking everyone else's ability just to do their job. Yeah. And I feel like that's the pressure that might be there more so than the actual pressure of, am I doing the thing right? I don't know. Maybe I made that you're, up. You, you guys are all in the, you guys are, you're not even wrong. Like me personally, is my lines yeah. <laughs> okay that's just me personally um it's not like the acting out part is like getting the lines to act with the lines you got to act right. while you're yeah. speaking yep. and that's the hard part and me i i get nervous sometimes our mouth gets dry that's why i asked for the water here yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my <laughs> and i start to do that right <laughs> so i know because i i used to i used to do a lot of public speaking right mm-hmm. i spoke in front of five thousand people right um besides death public speaking is the most terrifying thing yeah. for that anybody could do and it's like i'm on set and i have like 15 20 people around me and i'm like shit what are my lines and i'm, I'm like oh i said it too fast you know what i mean so i'm i'm, I'm in my head with that yeah. the, doing this and acting like i could do that that's easy acting, but yeah. like doing this and then saying lines is like blah, blah, blah. oh shit let me put my hands down let me blah, blah, blah. you know what i mean so i was like cut yeah. cut i'm like oh you get more frustrated take a break you know what i mean so i was like yeah. Yeah, and plus everybody around me is more better than I am, right? So I got to step up, right? You know what trips me out the most? When I see an actor in an interview 
And then I realize you weren't even fucking acting. You were just that same person that you are right now that were saying some lines mm -hmm. because everything that you are right now as a person, unless you're an actor and you're just always acting and mm -hmm. this is a part you're playing when you're on this talk show, which is a very real possibility too. Like I, can't, I cannot take an award show seriously. Mm -hmm. it, like when I see someone accept a golden globe, I'm like, well, you're fucking an actor. You're acting, acting. right now. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah. But He's got major trust issues. It's, <laughs> it's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? I totally forgot. Sorry. I'm stuck. Sorry. And what was I well, you're not sure if people are always acting all the time. No, you time. said it, it trips you out when you see someone on a talk oh, yes. show, and, and, then, and they're then not I'm like, acting. And then I'm like, you, you just, you're just, you just the fucking guy that you read those lines. You just read those lines because mm -hmm. everything about the person that is being interviewed is the same character. And then I see you in something else, and I'm like, oh wait, shit, you're it's it's the same character. So yeah. it's actually just you. You ain't acting at all. You're mm -hmm. just reading some lines. That's why yeah. I love and I have such appreciation for certain actors who have done like roles that are completely like I look at someone like Leonardo DiCaprio I'm like yeah. you can fucking act man he could act you yeah. can act yeah. because I believed mm -hmm. every single one of those characters exactly. and they were different people exactly. but then there's people who get typecasted and it's like do they get typecasted because they have a certain look some definitely do yes um, I've got yeah just a look my, I did a Montel Jordan one once yeah, and all they I wanted see. me for was the back of my damn head I didn't, they didn't get my face <laughs> Because I have that smooth back head and have that look that they're looking for. Yeah. And all the whole time it was just the back of my head. What's that yeah. what's that actor's name? He's um I think maybe a Spanish guy. He's got long hair. He looks he looks like somebody you should be afraid of. And I'm yeah, yeah, forgetting yeah. his He's fucking name now. Is he, he plays it, yes. He's an older guy. Yeah. And he looks tattoo. he looks very scary. Anyway, yeah. his name he will come a, to he me, plays of course. He's a criminal in every yes. fucking yeah. movie. He's always killing people. He's yeah. always yeah. a criminal because He's always you a, look like that, you're that not going to be a suburban dad, right? So like yeah. he's mm -hmm. going to get typecasted. But then there's some actors that I feel like get typecasted because like they don't have the range, you know, like just like a vocalist, you know, you either you have this much range, you have this much range. Right, I think right, there's right. some actors where it's like, yeah, you would be good in a rom com, but like that's it. Yeah, hundred percent. I never get it, it's it's so funny because um, my kid's mother gets frustrated because it's like I never get cast for a dad because I don't look like a dad. I don't have that dad bod, right. even though I'm the age, right? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. she sees the commercial like a month so later. Maybe she's you like, need to grow a gut. No, exactly. <laughs> and she sees the commercial. She's like, "This is the commercial we didn't get. Look, because you don't have that dad." And then you see the dad. He looks like a dad. I don't look like a dad, right? So things like that. I Found never out, get motherfucker. cast. Motherfucker. <laughs> I, I did put on a lot of weight during the pandemic. Take your man. body fat higher than six percent. I, I got up to thirty pounds during the the first the for after the first lockdown. Eat a cheeseburger, okay? My daughter. <laughs> I come out of the shower. My daughter's like, "Dad, where did your six pack go?" <laughs> I was like, "I hit 190 uh, pounds. I never thought I'd get that big ever in my life." And yeah, uh, yeah, well, I'm human. So I'm human, man. Yep. Acting though, it trips me. It's, it's fun. Me. I like. I don't feel like you look like a dad either. I know we're getting back on acting. Oh no, but I look like a dad. No, I, I have a dad bod. How about yeah, that? Dad you, bod. You yeah. don't look like a dad like you know a I couple months like ago you dad. had a mohawk and yeah. you don't look, I look like, like again, a dad the suburban should, dad i look like the guy who had kids by accident <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't planned, yeah. that wasn't planned. <laughs> just the tip didn't just go that well did, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i hope our children never hear this <laughs> you guys were planned yeah. you were planned <laughs> you know what though i'm happy that that the stereotypical look on so many things is changing though mm -hmm. i'm happy yeah for, i'll give you a really good example mm. i went to go see the doctor the other day my doctor yep. cool and when i was one of his when he started the the clinic that he's at 
I was like one of his first patients. He started this. Oh, he opened up this clinic. We just moved to this neighborhood. I don't even know if we moved in this neighborhood at that time. Yeah, we were here. We really. And I was like, I'm gonna go to this clinic here because I need a doctor. And, I was and like, plus, it was all shiny because it, it was literally it was brand new. And I was new. one of his first patients, so he was like in dress pants and a button-up shirt and all the rest of it. And as the years progressed, <laughs> he's coming more into more what he is, and mm-hmm. he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna be me, and I'm gonna go to work Good. the way I want to go to work. Good. I went the other day. Motherfucker was in basketball shorts. <laughs> I swear to you, he nice. was in basketball shorts and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. That's how he rolled in to see me. Mark tells and me I this. And I was thought, like, yeah, last time I saw him, he literally he looked, had holes in his he shirt. Looked, <laughs> he looked like he just woke up. <laughs> yeah. But he, it was like, it was late in the day. So this is his planned look for the day. And I was like, good for you, fucker. Exactly. Good for you. This is how, it's one, it's your business. Two, mm-hmm. it's successful as hell. Yeah. And three, why not? Just do it the way you want to do it. And it's not mm-hmm. affecting anything. And you know what? Your skills as a doctor, as good or as bad as they are, <laughs> they ain't any different based on what you're wearing. So, exactly. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, me Wear too. your Laker shirt. You it's know? back to stereotypes. I have a good friend who's a lawyer and if you think of like what you imagine a lawyer to look like, mm-hmm. I'm like, it, it, it's not you. Like it's, nope. but she's just because she looks a certain way. Like she, you know, she gets work done. She's Good. had work done on her face. She's had work oh, done on her body. Okay, okay. She nice. parties like she's nineteen. She parties like she's nineteen. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's nice. got you know she's got the lashes and mm-hmm. the plumped up lips and the okay. extensions she and whatever. Parties like she's nineteen, but. She's smart as fucking hell and and she she does her job well. And so, but I can guarantee you people probably look at her and they're like, yeah, you're not a lawyer. But it's it's stereotypes, Mm -hmm. right? That's just the way I think a lawyer should be. It's funny you said that. I get this a lot. As soon as I, you know, I go up to the front, hi, my name is Jeffrey to get my client. People are shocked to see a black therapist. My black people, they're like, yo, Reggie, I'm surprised you're black. I'm like, what? (laughs) If I I had a penny for every time everybody said it, because there's not a lot of black massage therapists. And I get it all the time. Like, oh my God, a black massage therapist. Like, yo, I get it all the time. And this is in a multicultural neighborhood, by the way. Yeah, that's true. No, it's not. Pickering's not multicultural. Pickering's way more multicultural than fucking Sutton, Ontario. Yeah, true, true, true. You you are still metropolitan Toronto, right? So it's, it's, you can, you can still throw a stone in. And, and hit the Jamaican patty shop, and then True. throw another stone over You're here, right. the, and hit Mr. Wong's. Yeah, <laughs> hit yeah another stone. exactly. You know, so it's. Mm-hmm. I, get, I, I mean, I know, I know a decent amount of black male therapists. I wonder if they get that as well. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. I get it more so from my people because yeah. like, they don't. They they don't see a lot of black massage. Well, we actually. We were talking to Dom about this. Was it Dom we were talking to about this? Yes. And, yeah. So we were because because she moved from New York to like Virginia or something, oh, okay. right? And black RMT, licensed massage therapist in the States. And I asked her that. I said, listen, tell me what it's, I know it's, I I, I can already imagine what it's like, you know, mm. being, uh, being a woman, woman in, yeah. and always getting dudes hitting on you mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. And then I'm like, wait a second, you're, you're, you're a black girl from New York, moved to a Southern state, do you ever have someone not fucking want to have a treatment from you because they they thought you were white or something else? She didn't even have to think about it. Walked, she was, yep. And they walked in there and you were black and they're like, nope, not doing it. And she's like, yep, happens yep. all the time. And she's like, don't have to be down south for that to happen. I yep. was like, it had, that happened once to me, actually, just once. Um, what? Yep. Yeah, Here. I, oh, yeah. Girl, you have no clue. That's the thing. Oh. People, people think racism doesn't think it exists oh no no I I know it exists but but I also feel like here in a multicultural Mm. city people are closeted racist yes you're right in in Canada it's quiet it's down low but I brought this I brought this gentleman to the room 
and I, I I'm good at reading people's energy. And this is the vibe was off. He's he was a, a Caucasian guy, and whatever get on the table in between the sheets, blah blah blah. I leave. Go to the lunchroom, uh, you know, give him a couple minutes to get on the table. I come back, he's gone. <laughs> and I went to the front desk. What happened? Uh, she's in the front desk. Girl, she said, you know, she just doesn't want the massage. He left. Like, I know why. Right, I'm, I'm talking to him. Yeah. I, I'm talking to him. I'm getting the vibe. You know, he, he first of all, I wanted, went to go get him. He kind of paused and looked at me and then walked slowly. Do you know there's going to be somebody listening who says, do you think it's only because you're a man or did he know you were a man before coming in? So it had to be based on what you look no, like. No, yeah, it was. Ba- I, 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 we have that radar. You know what I mean? We have that radar. And um, yeah, he, he just he just left just like that. Wow, he, he just left, and and yeah, he, he he's been in the spa before, but I've never had him. So, see, but he is a closeted racist mm-hmm. because he didn't mm-hmm. outwardly say. Like Dom said, that mm-hmm. people would outwardly say, like that's what yeah, I like about I, the states is because I I rather you let me know, and I'll stay away from that area. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. in Canada, is just like you just you just never know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it's sad. It's sad. It still happens. I can imagine it happens quite a bit, actually, because it's not even just like. It's not even just like we're going to have some sort of interaction where you're in your space and I'm in my space. It's like, I'm, I'm touching I'm you. Tu- you're mm-hmm. touching me. You, mm-hmm. you're, you're all over my body here. Exactly. I, I need to have complete trust for this to, to go right. Yep. And if you don't have that, then yeah, I, I can see how that would happen a lot. And you know, I get, you know, um, in religion stuff, that's, that's fine. I actually had one woman. Um, if she's Indian and she was, she saw me, she was really nervous. I'm like, okay, well, if you don't feel comfortable, you know, let the front desk know. She's like, you know what? I'll, I'll give this a try and see, but I'm not going to tell my husband. I'm like, okay, fine. And I kid you not. She, she came back. She she told her husband, like, this is the best thing, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he, she said she had to talk to her husband for like two hours Mm. because it, whatever I did helped her. And he's like, okay, fine. You go and see him, but nobody else, blah, blah, blah. And she came back. She, she came a regular. So like there's, there's barriers being broken. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, which is, I was happy about that. I wonder if you break more barriers. (laughs) I wonder if you, yeah. I wonder if you break more barriers or if one, or wonder if more barriers present themselves for you. If you had to put a percentage on it. I'm breaking more barriers because, um, a lot of women were really apprehensive of getting treatments from males at this spa, right where I'm at. So now it's a little more open now because, yeah. So I, I find like I, I felt like I've opened up a lot of barriers. There. When when that dude took off, first of all, I would have I would have looked all over the room like, did this fucker steal something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I would have been. Did shit. he take the salt stones? Yeah, I would have been looking for everything. Like, this guy's gonna take a clock. Yeah. Were you okay with that? Yeah, I'm used to it. Uh, and it's not, not it's, it's, just, it's just like it's, yeah it's just like, I'm, it's sad to say but i'm born and raised in kitchener that's all i have to say about mm-hmm. that I mean, it's sad to say but i'm used to it mm-hmm. yeah. it is sad mm-hmm. that's something you have to get used to but mm-hmm. reality reality yeah well yeah it doesn't bother me anymore a guy uh what is it six seven months ago I, unfortunately i cut him off it was my fault he calls me a, you know the n-word and i'm like all right have a good day it just doesn't bother me anymore like i'm over it yeah. Right. Well, because you can put your energy. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't speak from a white woman living in, you know, living in Toronto, but it's, I've, from conversations with other people, you can put all of your energy into these people who are this close minded to think this way and who mm-hmm. are just so like misguided or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you want to call it. Just, assholes really let's be honest that's what they are just assholes you can put all your energy into being upset with them or recognize that there are normal people Mm -hmm. that you can put your energy towards like 
fuck man exactly. don't i wouldn't give but any what if you're that one person who just can say it different can talk it different can you know how i am with that oski that that thought that i had like yeah. you know that like, if they just had that one and maybe that mm-hmm. person is me that can create that kind of flip the switch mm-hmm. well if jeffrey just said he's got a radar like uh you know he's got a sense when somebody's already thinking a certain way or feeling a certain way about him i'm assuming that the radar also extends to like with this woman who decided to give him a shot yeah. is this somebody that maybe i can change their perception of their mind or is this somebody who's just a fucking dick and yeah. i don't want to deal with that for sure he did not want me touching him that's for yeah. sure like it was so deep in him i think it, there's no way I'd, I'd, i could treat him there's a really cool I can't. I wish I remember this guy's fucking name. And uh, I saw him do a TED talk, and I've seen him on a couple of TV shows. And he wrote a whole book. He's a black guy. Mm-hmm. He wrote a whole book about being on the inside of Ku Klux Klan. Oh yes, you know there's a movie. That, I saw that movie. The actually, big dude plays piano. Yeah, he's oh, one interesting name. dude. Yes, and, and basically he he ended up like befriending the Grand Wizard or whatever the fuck they call themselves. Grand Wizard, something like that. I don't know. Maybe I made that up, but I don't know if I did. But he's the head guy. He's he's high up there, right? Yeah, and like. And this the, the KKK dude would like invite him to come to clan rallies, mm-hmm. and he would tr- he would show up. He's like, I respect him as a person. I want to understand him better, so I'm going to go to these things and try to understand where this all comes from with him. They and, ended and up- the KKK let him let. Well, this when the Grand Wizard says come. this fucking guy is here, mm-hmm. don't mess with him. But why is the like? Doesn't the Grand Wizard just hate him because he's black? The Grand Wizard respects him as well as a human being. Why do I being. keep saying the Grand Wizard? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, if, know, if, 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 if this guy, if this guy, can put himself in fucking danger mm-hmm. for the sole purpose of just wanting to understand wanting to learn. me better, yeah. mm-hmm. then I'm gonna let him do that. Mm-hmm. And they actually end up becoming friends. And that guy ended up like denouncing the KKK at some point in his Good. life and all the rest of it. Good. And I was like, that's a, mm-hmm. so like, you know, when you, I know my first gut, my gut reaction wouldn't have been like, oh, you know, I'm used to that. I would have been angry because that's just me. Like, but, but I yeah. understand how yeah. like you've been angry enough, enough about exactly. that shit. It's like, and you know where your anger leads you down in this path and mm-hmm. it's just not worth it anymore. Exactly. I yeah. get it. But yeah. then sometimes every once in a while I'm like, maybe that, maybe this person needs that guy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I get angry. Like my mother named me Jeffrey for a reason. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. when I what and this and this is this is actually studied the when when black calls. people are on the phone. The I'm resumes, trying. I'm, I'm trying to get a, a, a job. Yep. Hi, my name is Jeffrey. How are you? <laughs> but I speak like them, yeah. so I could get the job interview. Yep. But when I show up to the job interview, oh, you're Jeffrey. Oh, I'm sorry, the position's been filled. But yesterday I called in. Like, right. oh, I'm sorry, it's filled. That's when I get mad. Yeah, you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I the it. random guy cut me off. Whatever. Call me a nigger. All right, whatever. All right, I'm yeah, yeah. You know, but that's when I get bad. So I, I pick and choose yeah, when my- this one's really affected me. Yeah. I've had that happen, but in the reverse. Mm. Like, I'm, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm, I'm mixed and uh, my last name is Chinese. And uh, <laughs> it was in high school. <laughs> and my buddy, he's also mixed black and Chinese. And his, his last name is, is Lee. Mm. He don't look like no Lee, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when we handed in our science, our science assignment to the- uh, <laughs> the substitute teacher that day oh. with with mark super chinese name and mm-hmm. sh- and, and sean lee on it <laughs> we got great marks and we got it back and we looked at it we're like she didn't even fucking read it bro there's not like there's nothing on this that indicates she you read think she anything. just read the chinese last name i think she just read the chinese last names because everyone else we looked at their stuff like it, there was, there was stuff on it yeah. right but all the chinese kids 
there weren't many, but all the Chinese kids, like nothing and just good marks. Mm. I was like, we lucked out. We scored on that scored one. On that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it worked in your favor. And that's a, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was insane. But I, I, I get where that, I get that. This is bringing me back to the beginning when you were talking about um, people not wanting to get into massage therapy for having to touch people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like imagine being like a racist massage therapist. Like I, Whoa, I was just thinking about that. that. Like imagine it being the other way around. Jeez. I mean, I assume I shouldn't assume. No, I don't assume. I take that back. I would hope there's not yeah. they don't fucking exist. Wow, but like I never of that, yeah. you know, like I work in a very diverse neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I have patients from everywhere, right? Like mm-hmm. I treat everybody. I treat Chinese people, I treat Indian people, I treat black people, white people. Like I've never All had a thought. I've All literally never had a thought yeah, yeah. because I'm touching every but also like to me, a body's a body's a body. Like exactly. I've, there's never been a time where I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to touch this person. Mm-hmm. Like it, it does. It's not a thought. Mm-hmm. But I started thinking as you guys were talking. I'm like, imagine being maybe you know a, a therapist who grew up maybe mm-hmm. by family who who exactly, taught yeah. these things to you, mm-hmm. and then you know a black guy walks into your practice and you have to treat him and you are yeah. racist and maybe you didn't even know you were racist mm-hmm. until you had to touch this black guy. Mm-hmm. Like what? The yeah, that'd be crazy. I never thought of that. That's a lot of inner work that you get. That's mm-hmm. a lot of, first of all, being really aware. Aware, yes. Which I don't think a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just made that up. Maybe I'm assuming things wrong, but I just assume most no, people. No, people don't really probably, they don't know until that black guy or yeah. Indian guy walks in and, like, uh, I don't feel comfortable treating him because of what he, how he, this person looks. Yeah, but then it's also another thing to explore that further, to recognize, like, oh, that was the thing. That was the trigger for me. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's where I don't feel. It's, that's the thing yeah. and then to do work on that 100%. versus to have that and then just ignore it and, and just go about your day that's what I mean by being aware mm, enough okay yes being yes. self-aware enough yeah you would definitely want to recognize like why am I uncomfortable touching this person mm-hmm. it's my won't. job to touch people exactly. why does this person make me uncomfortable it's yep. interesting we should do a survey I wonder what the honesty you'll get on that is no, you're not going to get honestly. Like <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey said, we live in Canada. Yeah, where everyone's, if any, you don't think an anonymous survey can give you answers. You don't think an anonymous survey can give you An anonymous survey, How do you even do it? Like, But even yeah. people don't even like to admit that shit to themselves, man. Yeah, exactly. Like people, denial. I, why do you think you hear all the time? Mm-hmm. Like when any discussions about racism, anti-racism come up, there's always people saying, well, I'm not racist. Well, I'm not racist. I'm like, it's weird that you feel the need to say, say that. Say it, exactly. Like, exactly. A lot of people don't know so perfect example, Black Panther, 2017 when that came out, that movie, right? Mm. I was posting about it. I was like, I can't, couldn't wait for it to come out. Three people, even a guy I went to college with, and he, I was cool with him. He invited me to his home. He was a DJ. I had to delete him off my Facebook. He, he hasn't even seen the movie. Mm. And he was saying all types of racist stuff. I'm like, I didn't know you were like this. And we've been cool all this time. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, this happens all the time. People who I've grown up with from Kitchener, I have to delete them off my Facebook because now you know the whole George Floyd, all that stuff on bottom, and they're talking all this shit. I'm like, yo, bro, are you? I didn't know you were like this. So like, yeah, it happens later on in life. I'm and I'm shocked. Well, yeah, because you're not a kid having someone make your life decisions True. for you, right? Yeah. So yeah. now you stand on your own. Two feet. Therefore, yeah. the way the way you think is it, it generally comes out. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I made that up too. I feel like I made up a lot of things today. <laughs> maybe. It is a weird thing though. Yeah. And like, you know how you said you were born and raised in Kitchener, right? Mm-hmm. And you said, that's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. This is something I think about all the time. Like, I mean, I have mixed race children. Mm-hmm. I'm married to a person of color. And mm-hmm. when we talk about leaving the city, 
the biggest thing for me is I'm like, man, I don't want to live mm-hmm. in a place where there's not diversity. Exactly. I don't want my kids to be singled out. I like, I don't. Mm-hmm. It's the worst feeling. I yeah. don't. I don't want to do that. It, it trust me, it happens. When my daughter was like, what seven? She she doesn't even know what the word means, mm-hmm. right? But it's in her DNA, and she just started crying because this little this boy called her a nigger, right? That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. It's like it's it's taught by their parents, yeah, right. And it, she just started crying. She has no clue what it means, but she's it's in it's in us, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and yeah, and we have to educate her. And now my my little my uh, my seven year old, he's mixed. You see what I'm saying? He's gonna go through it too now, right? And it's. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how we got here. Are you (laughs) Are you okay with your kids fighting when when that comes their way? Would you be okay with like come home? It's like dad, I had to throw down today. Would you be proud like you fucking threw down? Good for you. I I'm I would be proud if you throw down protecting yourself. Yeah. All right. Those are words. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Don't don't be stupid and go you know try to fight somebody because you know they're using the words right walk away yeah if they touch you you or try to attack you game on game on yeah yeah so no i I don't condole that but you know i I went through it right as a kid and they call me i throw down right but i've learned right right, right, so yeah Yeah. interesting yeah you're good dad man Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. You got better answers to these questions than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you better kick his ass on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark's got two girls. You got dumb thoughts. <laughs> Mark's got two girls, and our girls are like, at least the older one, I can say for sure, like, she's, she's a peacekeeper. Like mm, everything okay. about her is, mm. I just you know I want people to get she along. She doesn't want confrontation. Um, she doesn't like she's, confrontation. She's, she's uncomfortable with confrontation. She is yeah. uncomfortable with comp- confrontation, but Very she's also like morality is huge for her. Like I mm. have been, I have been schooled by her. Literally, one time I got a parking ticket, and she goes to me, "Well, mom, if you had been following the rules and you didn't park where you weren't supposed to park, there you go." And I was like, "You're right, kid. Yeah. You're right. When you're right, you're right." Exactly. So any, I mean, on one hand, yes, we want her to be able to set her boundaries and advocate for herself and mm. speak up when things are happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I don't want her to like go around punching kids in the face or yeah. anything. But because she is the way she is, I mm-hmm. find like Mark's a little more like, man, I just want her to fucking punch that kid in the face. Like she's got a bully mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And I, my daughter had a bully um, when she was younger. Um, this kid kept grabbing her arm, touching her arm, you know, mm-hmm. making fun of her arm. And if I'm like, and she told the teacher, told the principal, not this kid Nothing. kept pushing her, touching yeah. her arm, you know. I'm like, sure, enough, come. So I took her in the basement and taught her some self-defense techniques. Nice. And boom. I'm like, if this kid touches you again, this is what you're going to friggin' do to him. Yeah. To this day, this kid will not touch her and touch Beautiful. her. Because he, she dropped him in the field in front of everybody. Beautiful. Right? And so that I can, I can, I, I that's okay. Because yeah. this kid's been warned so many damn times, do not touch my daughter's arm. Yeah. Right? Now yeah. I got to teach her. Yeah. Teach your daughter, man. Yo, teach her how to throw down. Get some boxing gloves, some focus pads. She's still, she's still such a... Mm. She, it's. It, I don't think she's got it in her. Yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's got it in here to like mm. want to cause physical harm to somebody, even if they're deserving in those moments yeah. because they're dishing it out to her. To her so yeah. I've just been yeah. working on with her because I, I feel the same. I don't know if she's her got it in her. Maybe she, yeah, her sister's a different story. Yeah, but <laughs> I've been working on her just getting loud. Good, you know, like Good. if this kid touches you, you're Use not your going to yeah. say, "Please don't do that." You're not just going to walk away. You're yeah. not going to ignore him. I'm like scream in his fucking face. face. Good. Good. Poke him in the eyes. 
Yeah. yeah, Mark wants her to post. <laughs> she won't do that, but even if she just starts screaming. And so her teacher does say that, you know, if he is getting on her nerves, she will scream, stop, leave me alone. I'm like, good. Good. Scream in his face. Nice. Nice. That's we need good. something. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> Sorry I took this a place that wasn't a hell of a lot about massage. <laughs> hey, That's okay. Yeah, it's open mic, right? Well, then the last question, I mean, if we're, if we'll end on something massage. We know mm. that you want to go into mobile practice. We know that you've got multiple things going on, acting, mm. whatever, but you do love massage. I Ultimate goal is to work with athletes. So if I were to have you back on this couch in five years, what does your life look like? I hate those questions. I know. <laughs> what, why do you hate those questions? Is because I live in the moment, mm. right? I, I, I do plan you said my that goals. So serious. You, you, I, you, I, no one saw that really, but he turned. He turned his head. He gave me this full on like acting face. I live in the moment. I live in the moment. Um, because in my life personally, I see uh, why you live in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Because there's been so many curveballs in my life, right? I don't know what is what, right? Because I'm not going to lie. Personally, I am having some issues, uh, visual uh, vision problems, right? Mm-hmm. It is getting, it, my, my doctors were afraid when I hit 40, I just turned 41 on the 14th. And when I hit Congrats. my 40s, thank you, that things are going to start a little bit going downhill, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. So I'm not, I, I honestly don't know where I'm going to be at five years, but I am positively saying that I'm going to still be happy and still pursuing my dreams and hitting my goals when I hit those five year mark. Good for you. If you're, if your doctor never suggested the idea like, you know, there's going to be a decline that's coming and it's going to probably happen at this age. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have that information or not have that information? I'd rather not have that information. Me too. Yeah, because I just want to keep going, going, going. I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then boom. I don't want to be like, ah. I don't think that way, but it's in the back of my head. It's like, oh, maybe I, you know, I sh- shouldn't do this. Oh, we don't do it. You know what I mean? It's, it's still there, yeah. but I still, I'm still going to go and pursue my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather not know either. I'd rather not know. Exactly. That's exactly. You, you'd rather know or not know? Not know, for sure. Mm-hmm. I've watched multiple like elderly family members go from like, okay, they've got a health problem to like rapid decline Boom. once the doctors have said like, mm-hmm. this is where you're headed. Mm-hmm. Then they then they just head straight for exactly. there. They beeline it to mm-hmm. the decline. Maybe I got mm-hmm. cancer in me right now. I don't care. No, I don't know. That's but one I, thing I, that I would say. I just- Don't tell me. I- there's a, I wasn't friendly with him, but I knew of him. And he was a guy in my high school. He was a year younger than me. Mm. He, he was a high school teacher, you know, at one of the local high schools in this area. And he just fucking died of brain cancer oh, at like 46 years old. So young. Right. And I just kept thinking like, fuck, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to know that because he's had that countdown. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think I'd want to know that. Mm-hmm. And I just say, like, just when you said the cancer, like, maybe I have cancer now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I wouldn't, I feel like if I knew, then that would be my decline. Mm-hmm. It, I, I mean, again, it but depends on, it depends on personality. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. some people will hear that, that and be like, you keep saying that, but like, it's I true, I've man. disagreed I've with him every time he said that. Fetal position still mm-hmm. just on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I, I don't think so either For because on end to be like, someone bring me some water. Maybe when you're younger, yes, but you're you're a man now and you got kids your kids guy. are looking I'm not a man yet I'm still a guy <laughs> your kids are looking up to you to be strong right so I I don't think you'll it'll it's affect you emotionally I watch you work through severe discomfort like I mean anyone who's yeah, listened right. to us long it's enough knows same. Mark's got chronic injuries he deals with chronic pain mm-hmm. 
he never fucking complains. Like, sure, I I will know he's hurting, sure, and every yeah. so often, if it gets really bad, he might say I didn't like, even know that. "Fuck." Jeez, that's so different, he's. I, I watch him not even just work through pain. It's like, you know, we go up north and he's cutting the grass and trimming the weeds and do, and I'm like, take a break. Like your mm-hmm. body must be killing you. He's like, my break is my reward. Must there finish. Like, <laughs> this is Sparta. Exactly. Yeah, three true Sparta warrior right there. <laughs> so I no, love that. I don't think so. I don't think he'd be in a fetal <laughs> position. I mm-hmm. think you would pick yourself okay. up well, and just do what you got to fucking do. Do what you got to do. You finish. You're finished. You know you're going to die soon. You're going to finish everything off and prep your, your kids. You scared of dying? Oh, no. Hell no. Hmm. No, I'm not, I'm not afraid of death. Um, I know there's something greater after the... I, I just believe living on this earth, it's hell. Mm. Right? I, I believe there's something greater for us. Um, if it's heaven, you know, another planet, whatever, you know what I mean? Like there's, mm-hmm. we're, we're just, we're just in this, in this vessel. Our so when our soul leaves, we're going to another place. I don't know where that is, mm. but there's life after death, I believe. So I'm not scared of it, mm. yeah. but I'm going to enjoy this life that I have. That's for sure. And I, and I am enjoying, I'm loving he life. He lives in the moment. Yeah. I'm not scared of dying, but aging trips me out. Aging. Okay. Okay. Getting old trips me out because it, it, it's not even the getting old is a bad thing it's just happening way faster than mm. i thought it was going to happen interesting that's interesting. it it's just like time is just moving by so fast for me mm-hmm. and i'm just like can i just freeze this moment for like a mm. little bit like like the kids at this age can yeah. i just can i just fucking pause it here yeah. just for a little bit because little it's going to look yeah. really really different in six months and it's going to really look different in a year and in three years and four years and before i turn around it's 17 years later mm-hmm. i'm like what the hell it's true it's yeah. true are you so, afraid are you afraid of death um only as a mom oh interesting. i'm not i'm not afraid of me like i'm not worried about me are you afraid i i don't want to leave my kids oh, like okay, i'm yeah. you don't want to leave them momless Yes. Oh, okay. okay yes. Yeah. You don't want to leave them momless because it would it would make them not right inside, or is, this too, or is no. it because they need, need mom, mom yeah. and then they're going to be denied that? Maybe all of those things. Okay. But yeah, I don't like. Not that I don't trust him to take care of oh, the no, kids. It's not that, yeah. But it's like I wouldn't trust me. No, nobody. <laughs> all the, the way around. I look at it is nobody <laughs> will ever take care of my kids like I would. A hundred percent. So no, mm. I'm not afraid of dying. Like when they're older, that's different. But I'm I, I've had so many near death experiences in my life. Yeah, and um, I I I hated kids. I never wanted kids, right? Because growing up, my my aunts had a bunch of kids, and me and my sister had to babysit them when they went clubbing every freaking <laughs> weekend. My mom, <laughs> right? So I never wanted any freaking kids. Jeez. But I, after I had so many near death experiences, Mike, I want to keep my legacy going. I need to have kids. Wait, wait, time out. You realize they showed you that you can have kids and still have a good time. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm just teasing. Yeah, it's yeah, so true, right? Yeah. So, but they, yeah, leave a legacy. I leave a it. legacy. Yeah. So, I'm happy if I was to die tomorrow, I'll be happy because my my babies are living on and my legacy is living on. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah. That's interesting. You're an interesting guy, man. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. Happy you came. Happy you came in on the couch. Yeah. Thanks for coming and hanging thanks out. Thanks for having me on when, a Monday. I am so excited you guys had me here. Um, yeah, this is fun. This was fun. Yeah. Right on. Thanks for coming. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace. <laughs>